0: Pricy people suck. Wow. No.
1: Back is 2019, the year of our Lord, and it is that time for the Game of the Year podcast. And we're bringing it, we're bringing everybody, uh, the Wombat and Drew will be joining us shortly, but on the show right now we've got Mr. John from the UK. Hey, how is it going? What's up? What's up? We have got, uh, Jay is with us. He is, he's is very sick, so bear with him. Previert. Yeah. And right now we also have Mr. Anthony. Hello. Hello. But we are going to go through our list. If you have listened to this show before, you know how this works. We're going to go down through, uh, some of us have disappointments and, you know, bad games. We have honorable mentions, and then of course our top 10. Where everybody's number one game is Overwatch.
2: (laughs) You can't do that four years
0: in a (laughs) row. Watch me, John. Watch me. (laughs) You you act like that now, but when my number one is near Automata this year, as it was last year and next year, or this, sorry, last year, the year before, and this year. See, I'm still thinking it's 2018. I
1: I played Overwatch the most. Game this I year. know
0: you did. We all we all
1: know you did. Seven hundred hours this year. Oh my god!
2: How's oh my it gonna god. feel next year when you don't play any because you've got Mortal Kombat 11?
1: I'll I'll still play, dude. Overwatch came out, um, and Injustice released. At the same time.
2: Oh, that's a very good point. <laughs> and I still managed to squeeze a
1: thousand hours into Overwatch that year.
2: Unbelievable. <laughs> How do you play so much of it?
1: Uh, because everybody I know that I play games with, like, regularly, all play it, including my wife, who, like, begs me to play it every night.
2: Well, it's just... There's a lot of... that's a lot of Overwatch, along with all of the other games that have come out this year. It's a lot.
1: That's true. That's true. Um... But Overwatch is such a great, like, hey, let's go play you know, together for like an hour. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, yeah, so yeah, good. it's so good for that. But anyway, I know everybody's already pissed because we've spent more time talking about Overwatch that came out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Something's never changed. Well, I have, I have all day, so you can just keep going.
1: All right. Let's um, let's 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 go ahead and start with Jay. I know Jay's probably going to bow a little early. I know he don't feel good. so Yeah. Uh, I should
3: be sleeping on my bed right now, but... I gotta do the list man so you really thing it's important all right so this year a lot a lot of things have changed for me this year i've got i've had less time to play games unfortunately but given that games are still so important to me i still make time to play them but for the first time ever i have a whole different list no disappointments this year because frankly speaking if a game feels disappointing to me in the first like 15 20 minutes of gameplay i just stop playing doesn't even register on my list anymore. So I don't have any of that. But I do have a wish I played more of as a list. As a game which I think I would have really liked. Games I think might have made the list, or at least in the honorable mentions. But I didn't because I only played ended up maybe like 30 minutes, maybe like an hour of the games. Uh, the first one is Dragon Quest XI. Uh, one of the big uh, RPG releases of the year. If it was basically any other year, I think I would have really... Uh, the, uh, you know, Doug headfirst in this game. Uh, what I played of, about 2-3 hours of, I really enjoyed. Um, I I did the whole thing where I changed the soundtrack to a orchestral thing, which actually made me enjoy the game much more. I like the combat, the classic nature of the uh, the story arc, and the uh, the visuals, the open world elements. They're all nicely implemented. Uh, Want to play more of that? I will play more of that. Uh, I haven't gotten to it yet.
0: Get it on the uh, Switch?
3: Um, no, I have it on uh, PC. So I'm not going to it on the Switch. That's why I got the orchestral mod. I'm not sure if right. it's available on the no. PS4. No,
1: don't but, don't yeah. start with the everything needs to be on Switch. Okay, no, but it's coming out on Switch. Yeah, but you can bring it around with him. Yeah, this but, is not
0: me saying it needs to be on Switch.
1: I mean, and I'll will attest to this. Jay played the Trails of Cold Steel, and yeah. or, and I is that the one I play? I think that's the one I played. Like the Switch version. If you got a PS4, just buy it there.
0: Oh, okay, well, that reminds- <laughs> just,
1: that's all I'm gonna say, because, like, it's fine, but, yeah.
3: Right, um, another game, this game is actually kind of shocking that it's here, because the game is pretty short, and honestly, I if I really put my mind to it, I would've beaten it, but I only put, like, two missions into it, Mega Man 11, Ooh. um, I like that game, I think the the gear system is very cool, but for some reason it didn 't draw me into it like you know normally speaking, I would sit down and play a Mega Man game. I would just sit down until I beat it, and I probably thought that I was going to do it with this game, but after I had that first session, I had to go do something else i didn 't really have like a super strong desire to go back to it, even though I think it 's good so i 'm not sure what 's really stopping me, but I do want to play more of it. I like it. Uh, I also put in, like, an hour into Return of Overdin. I know Anthony loves that game. And many other people, basically anyone who has uh, recommended this game to me, has told me that this game is phenomenal. And I like it. It's very cool. I like the whole puzzle element of trying to figure out who's what and what's really going on. But I haven't even uh, really put too much time into it. But I do own it now. I want to go back into it. Uh, and then that's kind of it. There are some other games, like Red Dead Redemption 2. I have it. I haven't even booted it up yet. 428 Shibuya Scramble. I have it. I haven't booted it up yet. The Messenger, I have it. I haven't booted it up yet. So it's not so much that I want to play more of it, I just haven't played any of it. But I will get to those games eventually, because I, I think th- those games will be good.
0: Yeah, I have the same sort of thing, where I have like a list of games that I picked up knowing that I will play them, but it was mm-hmm. like, yep, 2018 was even worse than 2017 in that regard. Like, I found myself wanting to play the Messenger specifically, Mega Man 11
1: Mm -hmm.
0: half, but haven't booted it up. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's going to be one of those things. I mean, another year where we can... I mean, it's going to be kind of the after the fact on hindsight, but it's been another great year for gaming. Um, I think just as good as 2017 was... Uh, I mean, I'm going to have less games on my list because I haven't had as much time. But as far as the quantity and quality of the releases, I think this year is just as strong as before. And I just love to see that kind of thing happen. Uh, getting right to my honorable mentions, uh, Hitman 2. This is a game series I quite enjoy since Blood Money. And I think Hitman 2 kind of takes the level design and creativity on how you can do the kills and the assassination. How you can really trigger things and... I think Ken can agree, because he played this game recently. When you're just kind of standing around amongst the crowd, just watching your machinations unfold before your eyes, <laughs> can't help but smile. Yeah. And that's one of the things that's very special about Hitman 2. Um, another game on the list is Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Torna the Golden Country. The only piece of DLC on the list, and... Um, it's not just DLC, it's like a 25-hour campaign with brand new story arcs and all that stuff. And I think Xenoblade Chronicles 2 kind of got the shaft last year by a lot of people because it came out so early in the year. And uh, I think it's a pretty special game. The the music, the uh, the characters, the combat engine, it's really flushed out. And in the, in the Golden Country, they really streamlined everything that was kind of bad with the original game. And then added one extra bit that wasn't so great. But outside of that, I really enjoyed it. I think uh, oh, another game on the list is Detroit, uh, best game that David Cage has ever made so far. <laughs> I think, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if that means a lot to some people, but I, as someone that has enjoyed all of his games despite their numerous flaws, I think Detroit is his best effort so far. From a visual standpoint, I think we've kind of gone past the Uncanny Valley, where you look at these, like, face motion captured characters and say, like, yeah, that just doesn't seem right. But when you watch the visuals and the character acting in Detroit, they've hit the mark. Like, it's, it's there. It looks realistic, and yet it doesn't look creepy. And I think that's something special. As well as all the different choices and the variety of things that you can miss, the different kinds of endings that you can get. There's a, there's a ton of content in this game that you can actually technically beat in like six, seven hours. But the replayability is there. A game that I think a lot of people expect, uh, to be on a top ten, uh, it's gonna be on the honorable mention, and that game is Spider Man. And I like Spider Man. I liked it a lot. I thought it was. I think it's a fantastic game. I think it's the fantastic. It's a fantastic foundation for other Spider Man games to come. Uh, I've always believed that the uh, developers, uh, despite their, despite everyone thinking that it was gonna be Sucker Punch doing this thing, uh, I always felt that they had the, the quantity, well, the the qualities of a developer, kind of loving the. Uh, the intellectual property that they're working on, like really putting in all their efforts into the game. Uh, it really shone through. And as far as like the swinging around, the combat engine, all those things work really well. But for some reason, the, the storyline and the character arcs didn't really hit me as hard as I, I wanted it to. And that's why it doesn't quite match my, uh, top, uh, top 10 list. So getting right to my top 10 list, uh, at the bottom of the list, which I, Kind of wish that it was higher on the list. To be frank, is uh, Octopath Traveler. I think this is one of the games that I've looked most forward to when I was picking up the Switch. And to be frank, I, I don't. I think it's a. I think it's a great game. I mean, it's, it's number ten on my top ten. Uh, you know, for that very reason. But at the same time, I couldn't help but feel disappointed in the implementation of how the various a character stories came together at the end and while it does to some degree in the extra content of it I feel like it could they could have done so much more the 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 gameplay the combat engine along with the the customization of the character classes was there the music was phenomenal I still listen to some of the soundtrack the, you know that's on the way to work from time to time but if the story was there to be cohesive as one whole, on top of being eight separate storylines, I think they could have had something really, truly special there. And I think this is another, another case of another nice foundation to be improved upon in the sequel, which I imagine they will be, because this game sold very, very well, despite its uh, niche area of being a JRPG.
1: Yep, that's one of those games that uh, is like on your list. It's a game I bought, I've played like 45 minutes of, and I definitely want to play more.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things that really, really captures the essence of the old classics because it's so earnest about, about itself and the storytelling. It's so cheesy, but because it knows that it's cheesy and it's really going for it, I can't help but like fall in love with the characters all the same. And the next game on the list, I think this game was kind of like a last minute thing because I honestly didn't think That any PSVR game would get into my top 10 list (laughs) until, until I played Astrobot Rescue Mission. Oh man. Yeah, and that game is, is undoubtedly like without, without even like with the second place from where Astrobot is as top contender for the best VR game that I've ever played. The second contender is so far away. Like the quality. Uh, and uh, the amount of fun that I had with AstroBot is insane because I, I, I didn't think you could meld together a variety of mechanics along with putting yourself in a certain environment to get so immersed into the, the gameplay and just the charming nature of the, the music, the character designs, and the perfect balance of platforming and puzzle, uh, puzzle solving that is never too difficult but not too easy to be boring. It just... Everything is perfectly balanced, and um, yeah, it's just if you have a PSVR or if you don't have a PSVR, this is one of those games that you pick up or you you buy the PSVR just to play this one. And this is technically the game that I basically show everyone whenever I sh- I showcase the PSVR. And there hasn't been a single person that has disliked it in the slightest. And it's pretty good for motion uh, sickness as well uh, because you're not really moving around the world at uh, too quick. So, yeah, I mean um Ken, I'm sure this game would probably have major lists as well.
1: Yeah, it's definitely on there. That that game sold me on VR.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and it's a proof of concept, I think um is, this is more than just a proof of concept. Basically, it kind of showcases what you can really do when you build a game from the ground up for VR. It's not, it's not tacked on. This is, okay, so what can we do in a VR environment to make a game really special? And they accomplished it with this one. And I, I'm really excited to figure out, uh, like what they're gonna do next, uh, with, the, the technology. Uh, another game that I don't think is gonna be on anyone's list, um, is Thronebreaker, The Witcher Tales. Oh, and I know, uh, you know, I know Ryan loves The Witcher, this is, uh, well actually I do. I do. Yeah, you uh, Ryan, did you get a chance to play Thronebreaker? I have not, no, I have not had a chance to play it. Uh, as someone that enjoys Gwent and as someone that enjoys The Witcher, this was like the perfect game for me, because when it comes down to it, I love The Witcher world, I love its characters and Thronebreaker does it in a way where you're basically doing card battles, but it feels more than that. It's like, it feels more than just like, oh, my card has the bigger number, henceforth I win the battle. It's more like puzzles. They put you into scenarios where you have to think strategically about the cards you have, the cards your opponent can play, and try to figure out a way to around uh, this kind of like limiting like, variety of conditions that they put on you at all times. And the storyline in Thronebreaker is phenomenal. There's twists and turns, like just as much as you would expect in a typical actual Witcher game. The voice acting is phenomenal. The production values are all there. The the visual stylings of the characters, whether they're in card form or when they're in the overworld talking to other people, uh, the choices that you make feel meaningful. The only only thing that I don't like about Thronebreaker is that it's just kind of too easy. If you're familiar with Gwent, if you know how the mechanics of that works, you can you can kind of game the system in a way where you can beat most of the uh, the combat encounters without much fault. But uh, outside of that, really loved it. Like Ryan, I know you, I know you're you don't like gwent as much as i do but i know you like the witcher more than i do i think this is a game that really fills in some of the story gaps with not only about what was Geralt what to as during certain periods of time but a certain part of history within the land that a very important part and i think it tells that story very very well so i yeah. i recommend you check it out
4: it's it's on my list for sure um just to, to at some point um check out just for the lore if nothing else yes
3: yeah if nothing else like i said the combat encounters won't really take you that much time if you're familiar with the mechanics but just being in the world uh, just going through the over map like making meaningful choices about your army and what you want to do who you want to side with what you're willing to sacrifice for victory that itself is very much worth it and there's a ton of content too so that's, that's always nice, nice. uh the next yeah, the next game on the list is DJ Max Respect. I think another game that not a pe- lot of people kind going of to have on their list. I love rhythm games. I have enjoyed DJ Max games uh, to the fullest uh, previously. I think this is the best one of the bunch. Uh, when you get the DLC on top of everything, on top of the 100 plus songs that it already comes with, it becomes just like a library of excellent songs and playlists of things that you can do. Just get like a drink, like a, get slightly inebriated in DJ Max Respect—that's a good way to spend like a Thursday night or something like that. It's just a really relaxing game for me. The next game on the list uh, well, actually, let me just actually say numbers so people can get where we're at. So DJ Max Respect was what number seven? Yeah, number seven. So number six comes uh, Super Smash Brothers uh, Ultimate, coming coming right at the end of the year, and uh, no surprise—I mean, I think Smash Brothers has been good it kind of hit its peak during uh melee um i would agree with that's kind of the popular argument and i would agree with that that's the one that i enjoy the most out of all the other ones i didn't really like brawl i didn't really like wii u uh, even though i played them but i think ultimate brings back everything that was good about the series it actually is the most balanced super smash brothers games as well meaning we can you can pick a character and you can do pretty well. Like There's no character where you can never win with, which was the case with uh, the previous Smash Bros. games. And given that that's in a roster of over 70 characters with an adventure mode that's like 25 hours long, that's actually kind of fun if you get into the spirit board element of it. It's just fun to play, and just playing at the office has just been a blast. And I'm actually um, hosting a tournament starting this upcoming week for the, the people at the office. I'm recusing myself. Because I own the game, and um, you know I'm providing prizes I don't think that'll, I, that'll be nice.
2: I
0: was, I was thinking more of the, I'm, I'm removing myself because I'd win. Because <laughs> I'm too yeah. good.
3: I, I would win. You're right. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to be humble about that. Listen I, I to am it. better than all those guys.
5: Still the same.
3: <laughs> I told you, I don't like being false humble. I'm telling you how it is. I played against all those guys, and I would most definitely win. So I'm not going to do that. That's no fun for people. So it's gonna be fun, the tournament. Though I have prizes ready, it's gonna be a good time. And it's just, it's just one of those games where if you find yourself with the opportunity to have a couple of friends over, uh, to get 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 some good old couch gaming, I think this is one of the games that you put in. You just have a blast every time because it's it's Smash Brothers, and there's so many characters to choose from, so many things to unlock and do. Uh, the next game on the list is a ser- uh, a bit more serious, Yakuza Six, uh, which. Was like an emotional roller coaster ride for me, having followed the series from the very beginning, almost like two decades of gaming. Uh, and it's one of those games where you can't help but just. Just get invested in it. Not just because I've known these characters for so long that I've known Kazuma Kiryu as a character, as a person. To see how he became the man he is at the very moment of uh, what happens in Yakuza 6. But to see kind of like how his story ends without without going into any kind of spoilers of course. But by by end it can mean a lot of different things. But to see it play out in such a way that's a culmination of the previous events all the things that he did all the lessons that he's learned uh with the people around him and it was it was really touching i i cried at the end of this game like i didn't like shed like one or two tears i like i like cried and that felt good that felt good it, it felt cathartic after all the things that i've been going through and uh, it's a powerful game uh, the combat engine is as solid as it always is. The sheer amount of side activities is nonsensically, like, high as usual. And if you've ever played the Yakuza game, and, you know, you should know. Like, you gotta, you gotta play the rest of it at some point. If you play Yakuza Zero, you play through the rest of it. There's the Kiwami games. And then Yakuza 6 just being kind of the end of the, uh, the Cosmic Fury arc. Uh, just such a, such a fitting game to it. Let me get a drink real quick. Okay, number four comes Valkyria Chronicles 4. What a coincidence. And, um, Valkyria Chronicles, um, uh, how many, did, you, did any of you guys play Chronicles 4 here at all? I, I did. You did? It's on my list, actually. Ah, excellent. I'm so happy to hear that. Um, Valkyria Chronicles is a series that has had a lot of up and downs. I think the first game just kind of came out of nowhere and blew a lot of people away with its mature storytelling, strategic combat engine that was a fusion of real-time and turn-based and which still to this day is unique. Like there's no other system that does that as well as it uh, Valkyrie Chronicles does. But like 2 and 3 coming out on the the PSP only and then Revo- uh, Revolution kind of doing a side like kind of like a story thing or it's more of an action rpg game more than anything else and it being kind of terrible i thought the series was going to be dead but then ultimately they came out with valkyrie chronicles 4 which kind of back it went back to the uh the basics but at the same time became the logical sequel of the first game in a way where they upped the production values significantly so you can do a lot more things. You, there's a lot more elements, uh, mechanics of the game that you can actually uh, mess around with. The storytelling is uh, also pretty good. At. I'm not sure if I like the st- uh, story of Elcron Chronicles 4 more than one, but I would say I like the characters of 4 more than one. Uh, that's just kind of how that shaked out. But it's one of those games where you play and you say, like, wow, this is a quality game. Because everything just meshes well. The visual styling of the watercolor, the combat that has the uh, tried and true real-time slash turn-based, which really makes you think hard about every action that you make. Because if you make one wrong move, that just might be checkpoint. And you might have to reload something again. And the the way the puzzle elements are put into the combat, where you can't just brute force your way through certain things, you have to really think about... what units would work best for what scenario, and then just kind of thinking yourself around it. So, yeah, this is a fantastic sequel to a game. It just happened to arrive too late, but not, not too late to be, uh, I guess a redeeming, redeeming sequel to the game. Number three is God of War. I think this is a game that if you have played it this year, it's gonna probably be on your list for a very good reason. It's a reimagining of a classic classic hack and slash which became something much more than that i think when i saw the e3 trailer that was also the little preview right like where they had the guy with the controller and he was playing the game when that scene played out i thought the game looked great you know visually speaking the combat looked interesting but that scene where i saw kratos kind of like hovering his hand over uh atreus is back about to comfort him but kind of like hold back i saw i saw like the little subtleties in the various characters motions and i thought yeah this could be something different this could be something a little bit more than what we're used to and that's exactly what we got i think the relationship the character arc between atreus and kratos is possibly the the most compelling one of this year from a narrative standpoint i think the it hits the emotional highs of notes that you expect it to hit, but it does it in such a way that it just feels right. It just feels good. Because yes, there are moments that you expect to happen, but the way they play out, the build up, it's not slow. It's, it's not, it's not afraid to do a slow build up to a moment where it needs to be. Because I think a lot of games expect players to become impatient. They think pe- people are going to start not paying attention, and they were kind of, like, you know, not like the game if they don't just go one gratifying moment to another gratifying moment. But I think God of War really plays its hand, in, uh, paced out correctly for this kind of story, and that's one of the reasons why I like it. Um, number two on my list is a game that um, most people probably wouldn't know. Um because it technically didn't come out in the States yet.
5: I know but, what it is.
3: Yeah, you know what it is. Uh, but um, it came out in Korea. And I'm tired of waiting for the English version to come out. So I imported this game for more money than I would have liked to spend. And um, this Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3. That's a game that I've been waiting two years to play since I beat the first game. I mean, I beat the <laughs> the second game. And I've been, like, hounding XSeed. Like... Come on, man. we just, just, just do an announcement. I don't care if it's two years away. Just make the announcement. Let me know there is a hint of hope that the game is coming out, and then I can wait. I can, I can sit with that knowledge and be patient. But because they are, they are so, so tight-lipped about it, there is no guarantee that game is ever going to come out. So I just, fuck it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna buy it in Korean. And let me, let me tell you how I play this game. I play this game sitting about. Six feet away from my TV. Which is way too big for me to be sitting six feet. And the reason I do that. Is because I can have my cell phone out. With Google Translate up. So I can take a picture. Of a bunch of words. That sometimes I don't understand. Because my Korean is not perfect. So I would take my phone out. Take a picture. Highlight the text. Figure out what that word means. And then go to the next text. That's how much I love this series. That's what I'm willing to do. To get the full experience out of this game. And, uh yeah, the game is just that good. Uh, well, I have the utmost
0: yeah. respect for you for doing yeah,
3: same thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm a little crazy, okay? <laughs> I play, I put about 65, 65 hours into that game. I think I'm about half done. Uh That's about the time that I would have taken to beat the game, but because I'm stopping... Like, every, like, five text lines to, like, translate something to make sure I know what's going on that is taking me so long in order to get the full context of the game. But that's what I'm doing, and it's worth it, man. It's worth it. I I don't think there is another RPG game series right now that I love more than the Legend of Heroes series.
5: How how many hours have you got into it, Jay?
3: uh, 65 hours so far. And I'm, like, halfway through. So, so, still a ways to go. And in March... Trails of Cold Steel 4 comes out in Korean So I am picking that up as well So yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm in for some long hours But at the same time some good times And uh, yeah I, It's just a shame man Because I think the series is so good And it deserves all the praise that it gets But because of the how Heavily text based it is How much lines of dialogue there is Into this game It's so difficult to localize uh, and it's just a shame, man. It's, I, mean, I wish upon a world where there is, like, uh simultaneous worldwide releases for Legendary Heroes games, like there is for Kingdom Hearts games, you know what I mean? <laughs> if they only had the financial backings and uh, the fan support for that kind of thing. But that's not going to happen anytime soon. And it, it might as well, because I think if the game was watered down to fit kind of the... to be more, I guess... Uh, To be more regular, to be more normal, to be more of a game that Square Enix seems to put out these days, then I don't think I would like it as much. It's because it's so complex, because it's so deep with its uh, character developments and world building that I love it so much. And I don't think you can technically make that game when you're sitting in a board with executives and PR representatives trying to make the game that would appeal to the most amount of people at once. So... That's just how it is. And my number one game of the year, um, it never got topped. It's, it came out at the beginning of the year, and it never got topped. It became the game that I put the most amount of hours in, and Monster Hunter World. Um, everyone knows uh, how much I love Monster Hunter. And this is the saying that I've been saying over and over again. If they would only make the logical next leap, this, this series could be one of the all-time greats. But they never did. They just kept going for the easy the game, they kept going for the surefire. They kept making 3DS games. They kept making, you know, like PSP handheld games. They made ports of those games onto the Wii U platforms and other things. And they just kept rehashing the same thing over and over and over again. Because it was cheaper to do. It was still going to make a lot of money. But finally, they pulled the trigger. They went next gen. They went full fledged console gaming. With all, all the trimmings. Like Basically, visual fidelity, check. The sheer amount of monsters and also the amount of weapons and classes that you have for all the things that you can do, check. The, uh, the only thing that actually really held it back from being a 10 out of 10 for me and being like one of my favorite games of just like not just this year, but of all time was the online implementation. If they did that better... If that was just like seamless as it needed to be, then I think this game could have been like not just the best game of uh this year, but like one of my best games of like all time. But still this I played like three hundred hours into Monster Hunter World. They still do free updates all the time with new character uh new uh like uh weapons, monsters and armor sets. And I am like I just I just feel compelled to hop on even though I have all these other things I need to do. And then uh, I would just kinda play for a bit. And that's just it. It's just it's just a beautiful thing, and this is what I've always wanted. It's like a one thing off my wish list, and that is why it is my number one game of the year. All right, okay. hey, I'm done.
5: <laughs> oh god, my my throat hurts. Was that, right. was that the first one? Sorry, I came in late. That's, that's,
1: that's yeah, number, number one.
5: one. Yeah. Okay, gotcha.
1: Um, we'll move on to John, because he's making all kinds of background noise, so I think he wants to talk.
2: Oh, fine.
1: <laughs> is it your beard? Is, it, is that it's one? Like, I hope not. <laughs> I know, I know. I hope
2: not. Um, so, yeah, it's been new, really, hasn't it? I guess it's, um... It's been quite good. Yes. Um... There was a lot to go through, I guess. Um... I'll start off with the disappointments because there were a, a few. Um, we Happy Few being one of them. <laughs> mm. That game was just a mess, really. It should have been um, so much better. It's... Uh, and I know a lot of people said this. It just... I mean, yes, fair play. They delayed it. They um, they took the feedback from the early access stuff and and tried to create something... That would maybe fit more with what people's expectations were, or what their initial kind of pitch was. Um, unfortunately, I think that was too far gone, and I think the survival element was uh, poorly implemented and designed. I don't think she had any of that. Um, it's it just felt out of place in that type of game. Um, that it was very buggy. It's not, not very intriguing. Um, it was it kind of missed the mark, and it was a shame. Um, I'm not going to take a, anything away from um, the developers. What are their names? Compulsion, isn't it? Compulsion yeah, games. Compulsion. Um, I also didn't like the the way that they teamed up with Take Two, um, and then started charging twice the price for it, um, and that was a bit off, if you ask me. What was it was Gearbox.
0: They it's Gearbox. It's yeah. Gearbox. Oh, Gearbox,
2: sorry. Yeah, my bad. It was Gearbox, yeah. Um, so whether things will change, I think they're their their of development. I think under they'll probably um, uh, find their stride, but it's a shame. That had a lot of promise and just didn't deliver on any of it, really. Uh, the Crew 2 was also something that I felt um, disappointed with because... Um, Although I never really liked the 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 first game that much, I thought the way that they kind of flipped it for the second one was um interesting trying to kind of turn it into uh more of an arcade style um uh, thoughts of horizon kind of a little bit cheeky um and then adding in things like the boats and the the planes along with the cars, I thought well, that seems really quite cool, you know different types of disciplines in this massive open world, and it just again they they didn't get the driving right, which was my biggest concern with the first game the driving fell off it didn't have any of those kind of problems solved. Um, they introduced Loot, which to me overcomplicated things, although they didn't do any microtransactions or anything. I don't think they've done any anyway. They didn't when I played it initially. Um, I don't know whether they've introduced them as some publishers like to after the game's already been reviewed and out there for a while. But um, it just, at the end of each race, you got Loot and that would then slowly, you know, you can then build up your, your, your cars and whatnot, and I just, I don't know, it just felt, um, what's the best word for it? It felt like you, I wasn't going to get anywhere. There were so many cars, there was so much loot, and it kind of felt a little bit more confusing than it needed to be. Um, you know, I would have preferred a way of leveling cars as the more you use them and then maybe unlocking things as you go along. Uh, but my biggest disappointment, and this is going to sound very, very strange coming from me, is Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, Holy moly! You're not yeah. alone.
0: You're not I, alone. I, think,
3: I like it. Let's hear it.
2: Okay, so um, they were so concerned on whether they could do it, they didn't stop to think whether they should.
1: Oh, don't gold bloom this shit.
0: Okay, I, <laughs> no, I'm hopping about, uh, I'm hopping aboard though. I I'm with <laughs> you, John.
2: Um, technically, this game is a masterpiece. Um, it's there's nothing like it out there. Uh, it's it made my Xbox X hum like a little motherfucker because it just was pushing it to the edge. Um, it was gorgeous. The um, the the characters, the facial animations, the whole the, the 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 backdrop, everything was absolutely phenomenal. And then I spent three hours in the tutorial, and when I got out of that tutorial, I had nothing to do because the game says it says here you go do everything but i don't i yes, i want to do everything i just give me some guidance don't just let me in this world because it's too big it's far too big and without that kind of nudge this and do that i mean you could go through the game for 10 hours without because you're in the tutorial you get the the part where you're out hunting and it tells you to to press in both your sticks to, to to sense you know have your Batman vision, so you can see where the animal has been there, track, tracking. And it's like, by the time I actually get to a point where I need to hunt, I've completely forgotten that stuff, because it, it just doesn't... It, it it wants to be the greatest story ever told, but also wants to be the greatest open world ever told. It also wants to be so lifelike that you have to sit through every long assed animation. You have to put... You can only put, like, a couple of pelts on the back of your horse, because so it's, it's not a video game is as, as concerned and it was it just didn't have any focus and i just after maybe five or six hours i was like i i'm not enjoying this i'm not getting any fun from it um yes it's impressive to look at i think i spent most of that game playing the poker <laughs> maybe you should have bought a <laughs>
1: deck of cards
2: exactly <laughs> and i was i mean after the you know as far as i'm concerned you know red dead redemption and uncharted 2 of the games of last generation without a doubt um the, st- the story hooked me with the first one it just didn't hook me at all it didn't give me that agency uh, of wanting to play i didn't find although i felt found uh arthur an interesting character um I didn't find many of the others that interesting. Lenny was quite funny, um, but I didn't find Dutch that interesting. Um, in actual fact, I, I found him to be a bit of an idiot, to be fair. Um, he didn't... He was meant to be this great leader, but he didn't seem to make any decisions that I would think would be smart for, yeah. for a gang of people in that position. That's kind of the, that's kind of the
4: point. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's kind maybe, of, I mean,
4: I'm just being honest. That's kind of the point. I mean, if you... In Red Dead Redemption 1, um, Dutch is the guy you're going after. Yes, And yes, it's clear and- that it's clear that more bad, disastrous decisions have happened since you broke up with him.
2: Yeah, but it's like, again, okay, maybe it's like a, a prequel. And in the... Because uh, let's face it, um, Dutch isn't really in the first game that much. He's this... Up until really the last ten percent of the game, is an unseen um, protagonist, um, and he's built up to be this massive, you know, very clever, very uh, okay. tactical uh, gang leader. But he's he doesn't come across in this game as that.
0: Yeah, but you're you're also the, uh, one of the few things I'll actually defend this game on is that this story picks up right as th- it's falling apart.
4: Yeah, the, the entire point of Dutch's character is that he's a charismatic cult leader who has everyone around him tricked until he doesn't have them tricked anymore. That's, okay.
2: that's like, the entire point. You are,
0: you are like, you are, fi- this is the beginning of the end. Like, th- this isn't so, like, he already has the group of people. If you, like, what you're kind of, I think, looking for is something, like, even further back where you'd see him, you know, making the group. Yeah, I think
4: that I think the real shame of this game at the end of the day for a lot of people is going to be the fact that once you get into the last half of the game, it takes all the stuff you're talking about from the beginning of the story and ties it all together. But I think a lot of people just aren't going to make it to that point in the game to get out no, no, I, cer- I certainly didn't I, 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 yeah.
2: and again
4: I'm,
2: I, the second cannot... half
4: of the game spends a ton of time going back to the stuff you're complaining about. And explain and and basically making you go, oh shit, oh okay, oh okay, um, awesome. And I think unfortunately, just a lot of people didn't get there um, yeah. because it, what you, it's it's what you're describing is basically Dutch's character arc. That's not a spoiler. That's I mean everybody's oh. played the last game, they know or the first game, they know what happens to him. But oh. his his character is charismatic cult leader who continually screw stuff up
2: well unfortunately the game didn't hold me to, to see any of that sure yeah i mean i'm not
4: i'm not the guy that's going to say people should play for 40 hours just to, to get the good <laughs> stuff if it doesn't hook you it doesn't hook you but no, i just no. think it's a shame that it didn't hook so many people because it really does go back to a lot of that stuff towards the end
2: and um, but- again i'm That's the fault
0: of the writers. I'm sorry, but that's the same thing. Like, don't backload your game with the best parts. You know, that's a thing that a lot of, you know, game devs do. And I get it. I get you wanting to pay off for a bunch of stuff. But at some point, you have to realize that you have to hook the people. And I'm sorry, but this game failed to do that for myself, and apparently John as well. Mm. I I couldn't stand doing... Like, they want to show you all the things you can do... And I don't want to be told, like, well, you don't have to engage with most of them. Introduce this stuff later on, then. Get me set up for the basics. Don't, t- like, this This teaches me, like, it's the basics. I I wanted to love this game, but I could not go back to it once I turned it off for the first time. No,
5: I, played, I, like, eight,
0: I played, like, six hours, probably, and then I was like, well, you know what? This is too much for me. Like, you know, hmm. it feels like I'm learning four different games at once, and I just don't have the patience.
2: No, right now, I, the, right now, it doesn't mean that I won't go back, but I just right now I couldn't do it. I'm certainly gonna, I'm certainly gonna try. Um, the other thing that I kind of annoyed me was um, it was very easy, some of the smokescreen stuff. So um, a lot of the mission structure was literally ride for fifteen minutes to hear the the story or that particular mission unfold. Have a shootout rinse and repeat and it was that whole like having to journey having to travel like 10 50 minutes i mean one of the first go um after uh go to try and find john marston the first time you meet him uh properly in the game he's up at the top of this mountain he's uh, been injured and um you got to help me, you have to go up this mountain on your horse and then by foot, and when you're on the horse, you're following this guy, and it takes ten minutes, and you get off the horse, and you're trudging in this thick snow, um, and that takes another five minutes, you find me find him, and I fell off the cliff and I'd start again from the base to <laughs> go and find it. And it's that sort of stuff. It
0: gets, but, and, and then there's, like, times where you'll ride with another person, and they're not talking. Like,
4: uh, keep in mind, what, most of the time, if you're riding with someone else and they're not talking, you can hold L2 and prompt conversation with them.
0: Okay, well, that's good to know. Because, like, I, otherwise, I was like, "What what is going on? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is... Why am I riding a horse and, like, nothing happening? Because you're a like, motherfucking why, cowboy. <laughs> yeah, but, like, fucking... Can you... Like, you don't watch cowboy movies, and then there's just no dialogue and nothing happening except them riding on horses. That'd be fucking annoying. Like that, <laughs>
2: we, we, we I feel like I feel
0: like Rockstar got a pass on a bunch of shitty ideas on this game, and it's oh I don't I don't I, you and I
4: are gonna completely disagree on. I'm that.
0: sorry, but like the excuse of well it's a Rockstar game doesn't float because we we don't then you could just use that as a negative like to defend any negative decision any company makes. Like I'm sorry, but like if that's the case, like you have to fucking you have to engage me as a player and you fail to do that. And I get that people don't like Grand Theft Auto. I get it. There's some people that really hated 5. But like, from the get-go, I kinda knew what was going to happen. Like, you know, like, they were in trying to engage me the entire time. And like, in this game, it was like, you'll find the fun. No! That's not my I- fucking job! This isn't a survival game. You're making a story-based game. Like, if this-, this is not Minecraft, you know? Like, fucking point me in the right direction to some extent, and let me fucking explore along the way. Holy shit. Like I'm sorry, I, I, I this is one of my biggest disappointments because I came right off the first game and was like I can't wait to see the improvements these guys have made, and then I went, holy shit, they just filled the extra space with like a ton of crap I had no interest in.
2: No, I feel the same. Unfortunately, um, and... you know, and,
0: and like that's not to say like I I am trying to sh- like I feel bad because I'm not trying to say like fuck you if you like this game because it feels like I'm saying that like. No, I definitely see how people like this game. It is not for me, and it's a disappointment because I feel like Red Dead Redemption was for a wider audience, and its sequel is not.
2: Yeah, and the same reason why it's on, on the top of this disappointment list for me is that I had so much fun and loved the original so much to to, to drop off of, you know, the sex sequel after seven or eight hours is... You know, yeah. and barely scratch themselves, and just not finding it interested, not finding it engaging me and, and hooking me in. I was bitterly disappointed. I got again. I'll, I'll probably try again. But in a year that um, produced so many great video games, especially when it comes to storytelling, um, uh, this was a massive blow to me. Um, but we'll. I'll move on from that because we can probably argue all day. Uh, Honourable mentions, I've got, uh, firstly, the uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I haven't played a huge amount of it yet, but I've enjoyed what I've made of it. It is quite good, and I do really like the kind of spirit mode that they've got, the story mode. Um, and I think it's really quite cool that you have the option of delving into that mode if you want to s- unlock some characters, or you can just play through the um, uh, the... The battle stuff as as normal. I think that's quite good. Um, Diablo three for Switch. Now I'm not going to put this in the top ten because technically it's a what four year old game at this point. But my god, did they do a great job of the port on that? Have any of you played the Diablo on the Switch?
1: Yeah, it made me go back and play it on Xbox.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it did. Because I'm playing
1: it, I'm like, this don't look as sharp.
2: No, but it's amazing. They've got that on the hand. I mean, it's on the handheld for crying out loud. It's And I don't think, I mean, yes, it's not a sharp, it's certainly is nowhere near a sharp, but it's, everything's there and it still plays really, really smoothly. And then finally, um, Monster Hunter World. Uh, because um, I, as somebody who's tried to get into those games, you know, for quite a while and always h- hitting a wall very, very early on, um, although I didn't play a huge amount of it, I played a lot more than I've ever played before because it did make things a little bit more accessible. It's still crazy, as you mentioned earlier, Jay, the, uh, the whole online getting together kind of thing really needs to be looked at, but it did make it easier for somebody who's never played before to kind of get to grips with what that series is about. Um, top ten, then. Obviously, start at the back. Nilo Cooney Um, 2. Such a lovely... Um, Although it's missing Studio Ghibli, I did still like the whole uh, look of it. It did try and emulate uh, the Studio Ghibli look that it had from the first game. Um, and it doesn't quite pull it off, but it does it, does it well enough uh, to make you it, to make it feel like it is part of the franchise. Um, I liked the uh, base building stuff. I thought that was quite cool. The characters were interesting and colourful, um, and the action was not super complex, but it was not um, simple enough to make it boring or monotonous. Um, and that had a lot of uh, like a loot system as well which was quite good Um, didn't finish it unfortunately I did spend about 60 hours Uh, that game is absolutely huge Um, and I do intend to go back to it at some point to play because the story is actually uh, although very Japanese it is um, uh, you know it's quite cute so uh, certainly worth playing if you you're kind of into that sort of Um, then I've got Pokemon Let's Go, uh, which uh, I've been playing and it's a bit weird that it's got me actually playing more Pokemon Go as well, got back into that, because obviously you can transfer your Pokemons over that you catch in real life. Let's say real life. <laughs> yeah, the real Pokemon, you can stuff them into your Switch and play with them. Um, but it's uh, really nice looking. Um, it's, from what I can gather, they are a remake. It's a remake of the original.
1: Yeah, it's a remake um, of Red, Blue, and Yellow. Uh,
2: with a few added extras in regards to Pokémon. I think it's got a couple more, but it's got the original Kanto here. Those Pokémon's available. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. I, find, I found the, the, the catching thing a little bit off with the when you're using motion controls. Um, I was trying to th- sort of flip my wrist and, and throw it. Sometimes it would swerve one way or the other, um, so I preferred using just a handheld. Kind of annoying that you can't use the Pro controller as well, uh, which is a shame. But um, other than that, quite enjoyable, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do uh, this year. If it's going to, is this, if this Let's Go was just kind of a stopgap before the next big one, or or how they're going to take. Stuff that they didn't let's go and maybe implement it into a new one because it did sell very very well. Um, at eight, I've got Pixel Junk Monsters Two. Did anyone play that?
1: No, I didn't even remember that game came nope, out. I did not. Um,
3: I played it. I beat it. I rainbowed every stage, and I gotta say, it's, it was kind of a disappointment for
2: me. I, although I did, I'm, I'm kind, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that one in the fact that. Um, it seemed lacking in content. Yeah, uh, in in the way that uh, with the first game, we, there was DLC and all bits and pieces. It wasn't DLC. They they kind of released it originally on the PS3. Then they had a version called Encore, which made it to the original PSP and then onto to PS3 and PC. Um, it, it had probably 50, 60, maybe 70 levels in yeah, in Lord. total by the end of it. A huge amount and a lot of replayability value. With this one, yes, there there is nowhere near as much, but um, I enjoyed what... I loved the art style of it. I loved what they did with that. I loved... Eventually loved it when they put in the ability to zoom out so you've got an overview map, which they didn't have originally. Um, so going back to that and playing it, having the ability... The, the whole map on the screen as opposed to just part of it and um, really enhance my enjoyment of it um, and it, yeah it, the only shame is that there wasn't more uh, it wasn't more level um, but still enjoyable. I love what that studio does, and um, my concern was that this because this came out very shortly after in of pixel junk monsters um, which I was in the beta for and uh, on iOS and um uh, that looked like it was going to be um very much into like a pl- f- you know free to play with microtransactions kind of thing but they were kickstarting it and it never reached its goal and then shortly after that they announced Pixel Junk Monsters 2 so I am sort of wondering whether or not this was kind of thrown together to try and you know keep the studio afloat the engine looks very much like Built from the Tomorrow Children Because it has that kind of Weird look to it um, So I wonder if this that's what Happened is that they weren't able to kickstart This mobile game and so decided to see What they could do and release Pixel Junk uh, Monsters 2 And because of the short amount of time Maybe that's why there wasn't much content But I still enjoyed it uh, Next up I would say Is something I didn't think would go in here But Yakuza 6 I like that game that game was good. That game was funny. Uh,
3: are you familiar with the other Kuzi games? No, no I, I did play.
2: Wow. Um, I did play some of Kwami, mm-hmm. uh, which I enjoyed. Um, the only kind of thing I didn't like about Kwame was the the different stances, um, which luckily apparently. Well, apparently, they did. They went with 6. Uh, you just had the one stunt. So I kind of like the combat more in 6. Um, Kwame 2 apparently is more like 6 because it's it's a bit confusing with the engine. So Kwame was built on the 0 engine, Kwame 2 was built on the 6 engine. Yep. All a bit weird, but I did enjoy 6. I thought that the, the story was ever sweet. Um, he is a very good character and he really shined in this one, haven't the, the whole the whole baby thing is, is, yeah. is fu- Was funny um, But the, the group of characters That he meets and teams up with Really funny Some of the situations obviously are very really weird And wonderful With the accuser um, Yeah I'm I'm going to try And again it's difficult because they are Big games I'm going to try and go back Because if um, It's this year isn't it Is it late like this year August time that they're going to be Releasing uh, three, four, and five in a remastered version. So all of them will be available on the PS4.
3: Uh, I think it's something like that. Are they doing five as well?
0: Yes. Yeah. Three, apparently, three, it's just three. Three, four, and five are uh, being released on PS4. I think three already has been in Japan. Mm-hmm. And they're do they're not censoring anything this time around or something like that when they bring it to the states?
2: That's good. So um, I think I, I might want to go through the whole thing because it's he's an interesting character and and also looking at some of the stuff I've seen about the new thing that they're doing, which also looks very yakuza that looks quite cool as well but it's a, a different story, different thing. Do we do we think there'll be more Yakuza?
3: Oh yeah, they already announced that the new character that's going to be headlining the Yakuza franchise going forward, they kind oh. of like showed him, showed him off and they had a nice little video of kind of like Kazuma, like it's like a symbolic, like a baton pass, you know what like I mean? Like passing of the torch generation. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, and after cool. 6, I think it was such a good end to Kojima's story that I'm okay with seeing a new character. I don't think... It'll be like very big shoes to fill indeed, but I, I hope they do a good job.
2: Yeah, I mean, time's move on. Yeah. He's, he's certainly had his worth uh, over the years. But that start originally original on PS2 or PS3, the Yakuza series? PS2. So it's, it's been going a while. Oh yeah, a while.
3: yeah, two
2: decades. <laughs> um, so at six is uh, Forza Horizon Four, which this year saw slight changes. Uh, one, obviously, it, it came to England, which was quite nice, uh, being English. Um, but also the the whole thing, which was, I thought, quite unique and quite clever, um, kind of making it this kind of every week the seasons would change and that would offer different challenges and also change a map slightly uh which you know gave scope for uh, like driving on frozen ice and, and stuff like that and where a road would normally maybe be dry in the summer would in the winter would be wet and the conditions would be different um i thought that was cool there was certainly plenty of content that thing just kept on going i've played several several hours and my the map still lights up like a christmas tree there's so much stuff to do um and it's obviously the usual care and attention to to forza horizon is is there on show um if if i can say anything bad about it i guess it is you know we're on the fourth one now and although it i'm i'm thankful that they don't take the Grand turismo route uh, in bringing out a game every 17 years. Um, I don't know. It seems like maybe Forza needs to take a little, uh, a little break and whether Forza Horizon... cause Forza Horizons, that's a uh, four sold more than any other Forza game, which kind of makes this now the, the de facto lead game. If it's selling more than the normal Forza motorsport series. Um, so maybe they'll they'll give it a bit of a break and the studio studios also working on the new uh fable uh, if that if if the, uh, the rumors are to be believed anyway um but yeah it's it's it was nice that they switched things up um there's still a few niggles i have um with it my biggest oddly my biggest gripe is the fact that whenever you because the map is so full, I like to filter through. So I get even when you complete an event, it still shows up on your map. So you can filter it and change filters. so You can only see new events um, or certain specific things. It cleans the map up and it makes it a bit more easier to read. Um, as soon as you go somewhere and bring the map up again, the filter's gone, and you have to go and turn or change all the filters. Stuff like that that kind of niggles me, but. Nothing too serious. It's still a great uh, racing arcade-style game, and uh, yeah, um, it does. It did show up the crew too. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, number five is Dead Cells, which is a game that I've only just picked up. But oh my god, am I having a laugh at? So it's um, I hate to say it in front of Ken, but it's a roguelike, and it is a very fast paced platformer that's um bloody difficult to be fair to start off with but as you progress through and you uh, kill enemies and get these dead cells um and find your way through to a next part of the uh, map you can then uh, trade those cells in for things that are going to be permanently given to you for each run and obviously as you uh, unlock these things and find blueprints for better weapons you can then spend the so- cells on to uh uh to craft and and appear in the map that gets easier and easier and like to start off with your 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 runs are 10 minutes long so it's quite quick um it gets as you get through and 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 progress a bit more. Obviously, the runs take a little bit longer, um, but it's all pre- pre- well—not all procedural, but it's pretty much procedural. Um, so there are m- maps are slightly different in certain areas um, again, meaning that um, you can't memorise too much, and they're big maps as well. Um, so yeah, I'm enjoying that. I don't know if you played it, but that's a lot of fun. Um. Next up would be Octopath Traveller, which...
5: Did did you um, beat it,
2: John? No, no, the (laughs) game didn't beat it. Um, But I did have a lot of fun with it. I thought it looked absolutely gorgeous. Um, I loved the art style of that game. It just really popped. Um, And I think it took a lot of good things from Bravely Default and... um, Created, like, the, the whole mechanic of the, uh, um, the the saving up the attack and then going for it in, like, uh, very much like Brave to Fault did. I thought they enhanced that really well. Um, they had the whole kind of trying to work out a enemy's defense and once worked out using that to break them and then... For, you know, then jumping in and, and attacking with you, you built up attacks. I thought that was really clever. It was quite difficult, I felt, to start off with, especially depending on which character you picked. But um, some of the characters that you started off with were, uh, I think, a little bit more difficult uh, than others. Um, I also really got annoyed by the warrior, the the one that keeps it, kept saying, Ugh, after everything. That was really frustrating. No, we, wait hold on the
3: the 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 woman
0: with
2: the yes.
3: wolf uh yes. yeah that that's kind of, that's like a visual style i mean uh like an auditory style for their uh their language i guess but yeah but, i, yes. I, I do admit it was kind of annoying
2: it was a bit like, um, Ken will, um, attest to this. The, you know, that little sprite in World of Final Fantasy. Man, fuck that guy. It was not that bad. I hate it that. It was. Name. Fuck Lord, that guy. No way. It was that bad. <laughs> they kept doing it. And it was, it, you, it's more noticeable in the, when you're in her village, like, following her story, because it's not just her that speaks like that, it's the whole village. Mm-hmm. Um And obviously there's a lot of characters talking like it. When when you're not actually engaged in her part of the story, it's not so bad. Um But it did remind me of the whole the-the thing, or whatever that, oh, you know, uh, on, that annoyed man. me. Uh, but still, that's just one little that's one little gripe against a very, very good RPG that kind of harkens back to the old style. Um And um, although yes it could be it could be very difficult and um it certainly challenged me even early on. I still think it's well worth playing. Uh number three is uh probably no one else will have this on their list. Uh on Rush. I spent a lot of time playing. Now, admittedly, it was free because it was free with games with gold and I think it was also free with um, it's not, not called, it's
1: uh, game Pass.
2: PlayStation Plus uh, and Game Pass. Yeah, and, yes, um, but that game is that. That was a lot. Of... I, you know, I would consider Horizon uh, an arcade racer. Onrush was way more arcadey, but it was way different than just finishing first. here's a lap, here's a track, there's a point-to-point finish first, you win, hurrah, fireworks go off, and that. This was completely different. This was. Um, there, there, it wasn't first, it was about um, meeting certain criteria depending on the type of race. So you had things like kind of a capture the flag uh, style where you had to have as many of your team in like a a moving circle on the map, uh, on the track. And you uh, if you had it like for 10 seconds, you won a point. And then it would be a certain you know amount of points to win, um, there was things like uh, takeout, so you'd have like survival where you had so many lives, you had so many lives uh, to use, and whoever smashed up enough one it was it was just it was never about coming first. It was about just making the most of uh, the type of erasure different challenges and just going for it and it was a lot of fun it was crazy it was as you'd expect from the team that made Storm. it was that kind of thing um but I really liked it I'm so good that that thing did not sell I think it was um I don't think it was marketed very well and if I remember rightly it did come out uh, uh sort of early on in the year when sort of bigger titles were coming out and it got lost. I think that's probably a reason why it found its way on Game Pass and uh, PS Plus quite, you know, in the same year it came out, but if you've got Game Pass, go and play that game if you like any kind of style of arcade race, because it is such a lot of fun. Think Overwatch, but with a car. That's how good it is.
1: That's the next character. Uh, you didn't hear that? What's that? Next Overwatch characters is a fucking car, like Optimus Prime or something.
2: No, you're joking, aren't you? Yeah. T- <laughs> I don't know. I haven't played no
0: <laughs> <laughs> To defend John, there is a hamster in a hamster ball.
5: Yeah. I think yes. It's I, awesome. I they, have, they have a lot of robots in that game.
2: They do. Um, but yes, uh, play honors. Um Now, the, my top two were difficult. Um, anyone who knows me knows what these two are, but the order was very difficult. Um, but I had to put God of War number two. Um the, oh my god that game was amazing um you you talk i mean yes it's not an open world game it's, it was yes it, it to a degree there was certainly a, an open element to it but it was certainly not like a, a red dead redemption or anything like that but talk about a level of storytelling um they nailed it they nailed it not just not just with the story itself but like visually, the the, the the whole, the world you inhabit told the story. Um, and I just, from start to finish, that game was awesome. It's very different to previous Gods of War, uh, which is what it needed to be in my because we'd had four of those, and as good as they were, they were losing their edge by ascension. And so to come back to have this uh, style that's, um, i know people say dark souls i don't think it was ever hard but certainly that kind of um visceral kind of combat the the axe itself the the it felt great to use the the whole zinging back and the, like yeah calling that the axe back um the that you got as you caught it in your hand everything just was spot on perfect um i've I mean, yes, the word boy' was used far too many times, but i'll forgive it for that um the 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 dynamic between both uh atreus and uh, and Kratos and how it the relationship grows throughout the game was pretty well done. The interactions with the two dwarfs they were like, the comic relief they were brilliant um I think the only kind of um sour point I had was there was a part in the game where Atreus um, became a bit of a dick. And it didn't last long. It just felt really out of character. And he went back to kind of being normal. Um, so there was kind of... It was a bit weird, um, but... Uh, but, um, but you're not really the... supposed
0: to like him at that point. The, the whole point is no, that, no, I mean, he... like the dick that... Kratos, no, Kratos wise, is, is right? trying to
2: stop him from being yes absolutely yeah. but my my only my issue with that is that it doesn't he stops being a dick but there's no real for that change from him yes there's a reason for the change from being who he was to being a bit of an arsehole but I never saw that kind of that growth back to him suddenly realising what he's well, doing wrong I
0: think of it the uh, to me, that point came off more as, like, a sort of commentary on the old games, right? Like, the dick that Kratos was, like, oh no, this is stopping now, right? Like, he just has that stern talking to him at that mm. moment. Like, this is enough, we're done. Oh uh, yeah, right?
2: yeah, I get that, but I didn't feel it. Considering they had done job of... um turning him and that you know there was a whole you know story arc because of it there was a reason for him doing it and it was an understandable reason as well it kind of that was a lot of care put into that and it just didn't feel like the same amount of care was um put in the res- resolution of it but that's again that's one small part the whole the, the rest of the story is fantastic and i say that the 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 growth between uh, the two characters Throughout that game and the adventure that they go on um, Is there to see And it's really done well Very subtle um, Very sombre in some places um, Certainly heartwarming uh, in, in many places as well uh, Which is not something I'd ever think to say About a God of War game uh, The Combat was spot on As I say the, the The weight of the axe The axe is a fantastic weapon How spoilery are we getting on this? No no, okay. You'll no not get boy.
5: spoilery at all on this. Oh,
2: you not played it yet.
5: I've played it, but I haven't okay. played enough of it.
4: Uh, okay. He hasn't finished it, so no. <sighs> no okay, do not, do, do not. They...
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I think we should probably just say no spoilers for anything.
2: Okay. Well, there was a part of the game where um, it just my eyes lit up, and it was like just I mean perfect timing uh, for that uh, for. Yeah, it's you need to play. You need to finish it. You really do. You do. You need to get on it. Trust me. Damn it, true. Um, <laughs> I,
5: I I will when I when I finally retire from my job. <laughs> like, when I'm when I'm 70 years old, I will finally play the games that I wanted to play.
4: Well, hell, God, three <laughs> will probably just be coming out when uh, you're 70 years old. So yeah, will have to catch up.
2: Um, so I Spider-Man number one. Spider-Man. Spider-Man.
5: Does whatever Spider-Can. He, he does. does.
2: He does do, it really well as do, well. Do, do, do. That game was amazing. Uh, it good. really was. Pretty good. Um,
4: hey, John. Can I hmm. ask you a question before you get started on this? Mm-hmm. Have you played the DLC yet?
2: I've played the first DLC.
4: Okay. Um, the DLC is ridiculously good.
2: Um, I've heard that the first one... Not- one well, not so much on uh, but the third one uh, is only recently come out hasn't it but um i will go back to them it's just been a yeah you know, end of the year oddly it was being quite busy but um yeah they they nailed it they really did um i i don't know what else to say i mean it looked amazing uh, again it made playstation 4 take off like a like it was about well sound like it was about to take off um but they they squeezed every last drop out of there. The, the open world, the swinging mechanic, the the combat was really well done. The upgrades, the suits were all there. They kept giving more as well. Talking about story, the story was great. The characters were fantastic. Um, it was, yeah, it, it 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 was without a doubt the best Spider-Man game ever made. <laughs> uh, and. All of those, my concerns about them swinging and stuff like that. No, nope, not a problem. Um, it was just pure fun from start to finish. There's probably, I mean, the stealth sections that didn't involve Spider-Man were, I don't know, kind of slowed them, the 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 uh, the pace down a bit too much. But um, they were few and far between. They weren't really uh, that much of a, a an annoyance. And, um, and as soon as, you know, you're excited to finish them, because as soon as you finish them, you knew you were going to go back to, uh, to swinging around the city. And I, I don't know, I just, I'm looking forward to whatever they do next. I'm hoping that, um, this will get a sequel. I'm sure it will, because it did gangbusters. Um, and they, they, I think they set it up really well for, uh, I don't know, but it, it, the ending set it up really well for, for what could come.
5: My yeah. right. top, top ten Hey Ken can I just go ahead and just do mine <laughs> Because honestly mine's going to be The biggest like joke of a freaking top ten
1: Yeah you could do yours um, Let's just go ahead and do that Yeah these are whew. I didn't realize everybody was going to show up I'm going to be here all day Yeah <laughs> Yeah go ahead the rest okay.
4: of us can mitigate our time a little bit. Yeah, we'll yeah. just be like, hey, we'll just, number 10, We'll number speed it up a that. bit.
5: <laughs> yeah. Well, mine, mine should be pretty simple. I may talk about some of them because there's a few games on my list that people haven't mentioned and probably won't mention. So I don't have a Disappointments of the Year. I just have games labeled shit. <laughs>
1: that's fair enough. Hey, I got uh, one of those.
5: Yeah.
4: Particulate. <laughs>
5: So um uh there's three games that are shit.
2: <laughs> I don't think I I mean I called Red Dead Redemption my disappointment of the year. I really don't think they would let me get away with the call of shit. <laughs> yeah. This
5: is this is just my definitive shit edition. The shititive, um, the shititive. Yeah, the shitative edition. Uh the three games that I thought were absolutely horrible that came out this year. Uh Gene Rain <laughs> Gene, 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 Gene right? Gene hands
1: down, hands down the worst fucking game. <laughs> hey, All hold, fucking
3: done. hold on. Does it have, like, Levi, Gene?
5: Motherfucker, no. it's got Eye swollen squawkies.
3: Kinda sounds awesome. It's,
1: you know?
5: dude. It's... No. Jay, I know you haven't been around much. No.
3: No, I have not.
5: <laughs> you would. Don't play this game. <laughs> But watch okay. a video of it. There is a video on YouTube. It's like the first 20 or 30 minutes of the game. Uh-huh. Watch that video. Because that's all you the person be, you get through. <laughs> you will be fascinated.
3: Be, there's, is there a video of you playing the game?
5: No, there oh, is not. Shame. Gene Rain is, my God, it is poorly <laughs> optimized. It is horrible <laughs> dialogue that is badly translated from... From Chinese to English, yeah, scorpions. <laughs> the swollen scorpions. Swallow look scorpions. out for the swollen scorpions. What the
0: hell!
1: And,
5: and, and even how, though, how
0: are you doing today? You should be, kill the bad guy.
5: Yeah, and then he comes up real close to there. You, you look out for the swollen scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so stupid. So obviously, they were meaning to say giant scorpions, but they said swollen scorpions because I think there's some kind of weird translation error. Um, I, I was thinking about it
0: today. Would you say this is sort of all on the lines of like bootleg NES games? Like I don't think we've had something this bad in for a lo- like for a long time, and this feels like they somehow got past <laughs> the the requirements to get <laughs> approved for Xbox, and someone just slid it onto the console. I,
5: I have no <laughs> idea. It's
2: on a console. Yes, yeah. this is
5: on Xbox. I reviewed the Xbox version of My this God, game. My God,
2: why are you saying it's a PC game? No, no. Shit,
5: this is it is god awful. Hey,
0: hey, Drew, tell them how much it costs.
5: Oh, it's just like forty nine nine nine.
0: <gasps> Jesus Christ,
5: that's bad. It's, it's horrible.
3: So what they're saying okay. is to wait for a
0: sale and then buy it. No, if it drops <laughs> to a dollar, save the dollar.
5: I'm I'm not kidding. That it, it it's not one of those games where we can we can make fun of it. It's a Gears of War knockoff.
0: No. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's not even that quality. It's no. like it's a ripoff of um quantum theory. <laughs> yeah, it's a rip off of
5: quantum theory, which is a ripoff of Go- of Gears of War. Hmm. But anyway, so that is the worst game of the year. <laughs> um up next would be Tennis World Tour. Now I'm not a tennis fan, really. Um but man. When you got a game where you're supposed to manage your tennis player, and you get to assign a coach and a manager, and then once you choose one, you can't change it, even though you unlock new ones because of a Whoa. bug. That's weird. You, know, you can't change your coach. or uh, They may have fixed it, but whenever I was reviewing it, you could not change your stat-boosting coach or manager once you chose them. And of course I chose the first one because well they were the ones that were available. That game's was bad. Uh and then maybe controversial here, Fallout 76.
0: Well I know. Very controversial. Very
5: controversial. Well, considering I reviewed these 3 games, and I gave Tennis World Tour and Gene Rain like bad scores, but I still gave Fallout 76 like a 4.5 or a 5. It says something when I say it's a shit game. Because it is.
2: <laughs> it's one of those I mean, games I'll, I think I'll play when they make it better in about a year. Time.
5: I don't know if that's going to happen, John. That's the thing.
2: <laughs> I, I, I your mind
3: about how bad it is after you play more of it after the review was done, Drew? Or what happened?
5: Uh mm-hmm. yeah, and then leading up to oh yeah, we're finally gonna give loot boxes that can give you stat improvements. <laughs> Have they done money. That? Yeah, they're planning on it.
2: Yeah, oh. I heard that they were planning on it. I don't
5: know. I mean, you've seen you've seen the picture floating around saying you can buy a white paint for your uh power armor, and it costs a dollar less than blood and wine DLC for The Witcher Three. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: that's, that's
5: bad. Uh, yeah, that's...
0: Come on, the, the year clicked over, and nukes stopped working. Yes. which so, is like... I mean, this game's not getting better, John. So it's like like, the, hey, um... Get
2: on the dumpster fire now. <laughs> it's like the, um, uh, the Y2K button, uh that never happened, except it did happen. Fallout
5: 76. Yeah, Fallout 76. Yeah,
2: no, is was, the Y2K bug didn't
0: happen because there was a team of competent programmers working to stop it. <laughs>
5: I just, I, I like, I go back to that E3 conference with Todd Howard saying like all these things about Fallout 76, and I don't know where he came up with that stuff.
0: Well, he's the king of lies. Watch the video. Yeah, king of
5: lies. he's just. I mean, like. it, it I don't know what they... You, you did the one thing that I enjoy about Fallout, which is the role-playing aspect of it. There is absolutely no role-playing in this because there's no NPCs to talk to.
2: That's I don't understand I, story thing, but then I don't understand that. Why couldn't they put NPCs from the vault that you left? Because you obviously left last. I don't understand why they, they... You've got story quests that are given to you by robots. What's the difference in them giving... It- Given to you by NPCs, I don't see what the problem was. Why did they feel the need to, to completely take it's out one of the things because that? Because nobody about the game? complains
4: about the animations
5: on a robot. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, not, it's not even yeah, that. It's, it's the fact that because it's always online, and, and but you, you can still can't have NPCs. you can't you can't sit there and have a di- open dialogue with with a NPC character and role play using you know speech points and stuff like that while there's so, potentially somebody who can walk up to you and shoot you in the head.
2: Well, well that's no different. Can, well, can, um, Elder, Elder
5: Scrolls it. Online does yeah, it.
2: El- what about Elder Scrolls Online? Yeah. You well, don't have but people Scrolls, constantly yeah. attacking you.
0: Elder Scrolls isn't a survival game, so what it does is it has like player-versus-player player areas, but they're never in towns.
5: Yeah. And no, I'm no. pretty sure like
0: both it. people have to engage
5: in that like, and, a different option. And because of the minus NPCs, is that... There is no reason to explore in this game because you know exactly what's going to be there when you go. Let's go see this. what's in this town over here. I know exactly what's in this town. It's going to be a bunch of enemies i got to shoot.
0: That's, you that's know, it. The, the best part of this, this release was they, did, they took away the one saving grace all their games had, which was that fans fix it for them. And this one they can't <laughs> because it's based on like their own servers.
5: Yeah, there's no uh, mods. Not yet. Because I sell them to you.
0: No, you can't. You can't do mods, or they'll ban you. Service no, mods. you have to write. You have to, you have to write a an apology essay to Todd Howard yeah, himself. Mods are coming. That's what they say. Mods are coming. Well, they've wow. they've they've banned people from mods, and you have to write to them and say why that you should have your account reinstated.
1: And
5: that Because your sold game's bad. crap, and I'm trying to fix it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How
1: about I just Bye, could, uh, could I just write a letter and get a refund? Can I do that? Yeah. <laughs>
5: I just Probably you know they not. I I feel like Bethesda has really handled this game really bad, and all, I mean it, come on, it's
0: years of it's years of their shitty service finally falling in on them. <laughs> like,
5: that just makes me wonder, like, what's Starfield going to be like?
2: Yeah, well, they've already told me it's
5: going to be the next the same engine.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing is it's going to. They need to really stop using the creation engine, the Oblivion, the Oblivion engine. Oh. Well, Gamebryo, I mean that's Morrowind engine. Is it? Yes. Yeah. They're still well, using the, a modif- VR, yeah.
5: they're using a modified version of the freaking Morrowind engine.
0: That's how you keep your games cheap, folks. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: And then charge eighty dollars for it year after year because you released it on a new console, even though the game still runs poorly.
5: So we spent too much time talking about the shit games. <laughs> Let's get on That's to my honorable mentions. So I got a few of these. Um, and I'll just rattle them off kind of thing. Uh, These are games that I thought were really good, uh, but just didn't go into my top ten. Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise. Oh, the Berserk game. The Berserk game (laughs) that King keeps referring to. (laughs) Uh, That's a a really fun uh, Yakuza clone set in the Fist of the North Star universe. It's utterly ridiculous. It is gory. It is bloody, and it's just fun. Uh, next is Omen Sight. Uh, I absolutely adored Stories, Path of Destinies. This is really good, not as good as Stories. Um, Another one that is a game that should be the next big thing, and I think Anthony may agree with me Laser League. Yep, that's one that's off my list now. Uh,
0: so basically, I find, like, so far the special mention been. Basically the same. So fist of the north star. Yep, there we can mark that one off. Laser league. I agree. It should be the next best thing.
5: Um, radiant historia. Perfect chronology. Oh, that's another one. a <laughs> remake in there. Yep. That is. I mean, it's a remake. Yeah, but I mean, it's still yeah, it's a great, it's awesome. yeah. it's a it's great it, RPG. And uh, I like it's that. The t- closest thing you'll ever get to a Chrono Trigger sequel.
4: I have only played the demo, but I will agree with you.
5: No. Uh, Mega Man 11 <gasps> Wow That hurts my soul Drew I'm, I'm sorry I, I didn't play enough I, I played three levels oh,
1: That game is like three hours long What is wrong with you and Jay not finishing this game
5: <laughs> I'm sorry
0: I don't know, it just <laughs> it. Hey hey listen I'll take some of the heat here I have it haven't opened it
1: Oh my god what is wrong with you people I gave them
0: my money that's all that matters No
5: you I'm need sorry. to play
0: it
1: It's so good
5: I've not even played uh, it. And the last honorable mention, and this is also uh, the the reviews and the opinions do not reflect on this game, Iconoclasts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Iconoclasts yeah, honorable
4: mentions
0: list as well.
5: Iconoclasts is a fantastic game that I think people should really play. I, I, um,
0: put it, I put it in mine because they were somewhat attached to that game. Yeah, no, fuck it. Are, it's in my we, top we, ten. Fuck it. Um... But, okay, well, that's fair. i put it there. Um, it's a great game. It's on uh, everything now, I think. No, yeah.
1: it's not on it's, Xbox.
0: Oh, it's is not, it not okay. on Xbox? No, no, it is
1: not. I, I've talked to the guys about it, and they said that it, it, depending on how it doesn't switch, they'll they'll port it to Xbox eventually. Physical so. version's
0: yeah. coming soon yep. from Limited Run
5: game. Limited Run's doing that, yeah. Okay, so my top ten. <clears throat> and I think at least three of these... Will not be on anybody else's list. Oh. I could be wrong. Ken may surprise me. You could be wrong. <laughs> number 10 of games I played this year, Gene <laughs> yeah. Ray. <Ryan>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, with the amount of games that I did play this year, Gene Ray should probably be in my top 10. But, um, so, uh, number 10, uh, Strange Brigade. That's a good game. I had a blast playing with Ken. Yep. That was just, it, it's, and it's one of the few games that made me laugh this year. <laughs> There's the been a launcher. lot of
1: DLC for that game that I would really like to go back to that game.
5: Yeah, I would too. Um I reviewed it. It's it's a funny game. It's it's mindless stupid fun. The the thing it really that really set it for me was just how intricate some of the levels are. While while all the roads lead to one ending kind of thing, the way the path you take to get to that ending are great. So, um And they have they, that announcer, man. That announcer's hilarious. Uh But yeah, I really enjoyed Strange Brigade and playing co-op was, was a blast. Number nine, a game I don't think is going to be on anybody else's list here. Call of Cthulhu. That game surprised the living crap out of me.
0: I have this game and I haven't played it yet.
5: I was thinking this is going to be some kind of first-person shooter with horror mm-hmm. aspects. What I got was a weird role-playing game that is mainly just solving puzzles and investigating. And it's from the people who brought us the, the Sherlock Holmes games. So it's uh you know it's not gonna look good but, but it doesn't matter because I enjoyed the living crap out of this game. It's really fun. Like I, I think anybody who likes the Cthulhu Mythos or likes horror games in general, the the way they handle uh the the sanity effects in this game are really good um, it's 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 the the little engine that could in my opinion it was it, it's got a lot of going against it but it actually pulled through and became a really enjoyable little game for me and i think everybody out there should try it uh number 8 uh dead cells that i don't like roguelikes But there's two roguelikes, like legit roguelikes, that I actually like. And that's Rogue Legacy and Dead Cells. And the reason why is because they play flawlessly. Mm. Dead Cells is one of the best controlling platforming action games I've
2: played. It's very slick. Everybody wants to call
1: that game a Metroidvania. It's it's, not. It's not, but after playing it, I... I want a Metroidvania that plays like that fucking game.
5: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dead Cells plays phenomenally. I'm not kidding. It is The controls are so tight on that. The action is perfect. It's difficult, but it's also challenging to the point where you can make it through. And each run gets a little bit longer. And that, that sense of progression is really what sets that thing off.
2: Yeah. It's like, um, as I said, I've not been playing it a huge... Uh, well, I've not had a huge amount of... To- the time, but that that is one of the things you know. Each each time you play, you're getting that little bit closer to being better and to to getting further because every play you're getting further.
5: Yeah. Uh, my number seven is uh, emotion. Detroit emotion. Emotion. Uh, Detroit uh, become human. Uh, I David Cage is best.
1: Yeah. We we had the discussion I, I, earlier. Jay talked about the game, but yeah, it's it's by far his best effort.
5: Yeah, it's it's definitely his best. And I think uh, it really shows. He did a great job here. I thoroughly enjoyed my time with it. And I guess unlike Heavy Rain, I felt more concerned about my choices in this game than any other time.
1: The the spider webs at the end really helped that.
5: Yeah. I it, it that little gamey part of Detroit really added a little bit more to it. I was like, oh, I missed that part and I didn't realize you could even do this, you know? And I was like, oh, I really need to go back and try this again. Um, granted, I haven't, but that's it's something that I would love to go back to. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it and I think that it had some great characters. I think, um, Connor, that was his name, right?
1: Yeah, the robot cop.
5: Yeah, the robot cop and his his uh interactions with the human cop. Clancy Brown, baby. Yeah, they I think they they, they were perfect. I thought it was great. And getting on his good side was my goal for that entire game. <laughs> um number six, Far Cry five. Uh I think I'm one of the few people who still enjoy the Far Cry formula.
1: Well you and... got another one coming in less than a month. <laughs>
5: I know. <laughs> that, hey, I'm
2: interested in
0: when is that? It's February. It's a wow. year from the uh, from the last one. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm kind of more interested in in the new thing because to me that's a, some kind of bonkers storyline that um, I think I could get it being a Fallout game because I I Far Cry I felt that Far Cry Five took itself way too seriously.
4: Unfortunately, the trailer for the new one kind of spoiled the. Far Cry 5 for me, so I still yeah. have not gone back
2: to play oh. it. Yeah, it yeah the ending. Yeah. You, think Far back back 5,
5: you think Far Cry 5 took itself too seriously? Yeah! Did you do the testy-festy? No. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: didn't do it. I don't I'm know sorry. what that is! That, Sounds that was interesting. That was not at the top of my to-do list. The testy-festy. <laughs> and
1: that's where you went wrong, John.
5: Yeah.
2: Maybe. Maybe. I mean,
5: I, we're not going to get into the spoilers, but yeah, okay. there's a lot of ridiculous shit in that game.
1: Oh, come on, the song they played during
2: the testy-festy one? Yeah, oh. I know.
5: I know. My wife watched me do that section.
2: <laughs> the testy-festy.
5: <laughs> yes. It's, it's a
1: very involved okay. side quest that, um, Uh yeah. Yeah. Okay.
5: Uh Number five, a game I just recently played probably about two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, Tetris Effect.
1: Yeah. I was I'm curious when this yet. was gonna show up on somebody's list.
5: Tetris Effect is phenomenal. Like that is I'm not even playing in VR, which everybody says is like life-changing apparently. But Tetris Effect is a solid Tetris game. It's got an amazing soundtrack. It looks fantastic. And it just it I mean it's Tetris. Like you can't go wrong with Tetris. But at the same time, they did something so much more with it.
0: You would be surprised how wrong you can go with some versions of Tetris. Well, that may
5: be true, but... I mean, it's it's actually... it's. I mean, I got it for like 19 bucks. It is well worth that and more. Like, I can sit there and play that game all day. Uh, number four. Red Dead Redemption 2. mm mm-hmm. um, A lot like you, John... It was hard for me to get into uh I had r- the control scheme really got on oh, my damn God, nerves. I didn't even
2: mention that when you went to do something and ended up shooting somebody and all the- I know, after you.
5: I can't you tell down you down. how many I can't tell you how many times i i I helped somebody and I was just wanting to talk to him and I pulled my gun on him, and then he <laughs> ran away <laughs> so I mean it was just but you had to get used to it. I know it's one of those things it's. Rockstar's always had a weird control scheme with their games, and I, I really—I I was like, I don't think I'll ever get used to this. I did eventually get used to it, um, and because of that, I, I had a really, really good time with it. Um, I don't know, like it's—it's—I it, haven't like I haven't finished it, and I haven't got as much time into it as I want to. And what chapter like, are you, Andrew? Four okay or five you're, okay you're getting close yeah. i mean you're
4: I mean it, you're coming into the,
2: the I'm out of game. the hinterlands
5: <laughs> <laughs> I've left the hinterlands that is chapter three <laughs> so um uh but yeah now i i've 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 went deeper into it Arthur is a great character, i think there's the one that one part where he's he's threatening that guy and you can choose whether to kill him or not. Um, and that, that line, those lines of dialogue that he put I was like, okay, this guy's, there's more to this guy than just, you know, I'm a badass kind of thing. Oh
4: man, I, I can't, I can't wait until multiple people finish this game so we can all talk about it, so we can have a spoiler discussion about it. Yeah, it, Look it, it I
1: didn't think it was possible for me to like a character more than John Marston. Oh, Ar- yeah. Arthur, Arthur Morgan's a, a much better character. He's a much better character than John Marston.
5: Hmm. I haven't got there yet, so. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, number four, number three, a game that may not be on anybody's list except for Ken, Moonlighter.
1: No, it's not on any of my lists, but it's okay. really good. It's I didn't. It's mostly because I didn't play a lot of it.
5: So I I played a metric crap ton of this game. Um, it is. A little bit of roguelike mixed in with Legend of Zelda, uh old school Legend of Zelda combat, with you managing a store. And I, I know that sounds stupid. I think I heard the, the, the best... The, des- yeah,
1: I, I think I heard the best description of this game is that it's Zelda if, if Link was the shopkeeper.
5: Exactly. <laughs> and, and And he goes into dungeons to get more stuff to sell.
1: Yep, exactly.
5: <laughs> and that loop is just so addicting. And I absolutely adored this game. I think it looked great. I think it played great. And I think the soundtrack was amazing. It is a game that I think a lot of people out there would really enjoy if they give it a shot.
1: I, I like
3: to point out that the whole going dungeon, dungeon crawling and then being a shotkeeper was done by rest of 1st.
5: Yes, I, I know. That. I know. But
3: Capitalism,
5: ho! Right,
3: it, it eventually
5: got to the point where you didn't have to go in the dungeons anymore with that game. Yeah. I I, I, do like
3: that loop, so uh, I'll I'll try it at some point. Maybe it'll be Twitch Prime free or something.
5: Yeah, definitely give Moonlighter a shot. You'd like that game, Jay. I think you would. Yeah, I probably would. Uh, Number two is a game that I was first debating putting on this list. But I played it this year, I reviewed it this year, and for a lot of people, this was the year it came out. Divinity Original Sin 2... Enhanced Edition, or Definitive Edition.
3: Was that on your list last year?
5: Drew? No, it was okay. not. Fair enough, I, did fair not enough. I did not play it last year.
3: Good, good, good.
5: Um, this is my first taste of the game. Uh, I played it on Xbox One. That is one of the best role-playing games. This came out in a very, very, very long time. Like, I'm not even joking around. That is, if you enjoy role-playing games, you need to play this game. It has it has player choice. It has so many options, so many different classes. It has completely voiced dialogue. And let me tell you, there's a lot of dialogue in this game. Oh, yeah. Everything is voiced in this game, including the narration.
3: You know what really proved it to me with that game in particular, Drew? You know when they have a lot of these really classical uh, like Western RPGs with tons of dialogue, like tons of dialogue that's in like text, right? Like uh Boulder's Gate or um whatever Tyranny and all the other games that come out and they're like we can't we can't do voice work because there's simply too much text. Divinity Original Sin 2 did. And it was beautiful. So I I feel like a lot of developers are just making excuses for things that they don't want to do. I understand it t- it costs a lot of money, it costs a lo- it takes a lot of time, but it just shines through so much when they put in the effort, make everything, make the production value as high as you can for a game as simplistic and as deep, uh, well, and as uh, deceptively deep as Divinity 2 and you get the one of the finest the western RPGs of all time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, As long as you don't do the whole we're going to skimp on the amount of voice actors we have, a la Oblivion and Skyrim, where it's like four people voicing hundreds
5: of characters. Yeah. But this one is absolutely fantastic. I mean, here's a perfect example. The starting area, right? You're on an island starting area. Which, the starting area will take you like eight to nine hours to get through. The starting area has probably five or six different options of escaping the island. That's that's how branching this game can be, um, and it's it's fantastic. It has full online co-op. It has a, it, on the PC version. It has a GM mode where somebody can actually do like the dungeon mastering and have people play, and you make the dungeons, you make the scenarios. It's wild the amount of content in this game, and I think it's fantastic. And my number one game, which, I mean, I was debating on putting it on here, but Overwatch is my number one game.
3: Of course it is.
5: Because it always Obviously. is. For yeah. The forever. forever. Always.
1: Yeah. It's
3: my no,
5: no. number one. Everybody knows. That, granted, I did put the most amount of time into Overwatch this year.
1: Boy, this sounds uh, a lot I, like the conversation we have when the show
5: first started. third. <laughs> I know. I, I, I have over a thousand <clears throat> hours of Overwatch.
1: I've been on 2,000. <gasps> you
3: guys have surpassed my hours and overwise I hope that makes you happy somehow.
5: Oh it's... no, it makes me sad. Uh, Good. Would you Would you place in season fourteen, Drew? I haven't done them yet. Uh, I've only done four matches, and I've won two and lost two. Got you, you. But my number one game of the year is Monster Hunter World because, hey of course, yo. it is. Because, <laughs> because, because of sitting, course it is. Because sitting <laughs> sitting down on Skype in my computer chair, staring at my friggin' 3DS, talking with Jay while playing co-op, and we said, you know what would be great? If I was sitting in front of my TV doing this. And I remember at E3, they did that little, that secretive little, you didn't know what this game was. What is this? It's made by Capcom. But I can't tell you what it is. And then it bust out. I was like, I, I remember I went on to Twitter, and I was like, I just went to Jay. They're doing it. <laughs> Yes. And he and he's like, yes, they are. And I, I was like, oh my, my seat, god!
3: Man. it's one of those moments where I jumped off my seat and go, like, yeah! Because it's, <laughs> it's such a long time coming, and they did it, and they did it yeah. so well. They
5: god, did it man, great. So they, beautiful. It was it, like it is. It is a great Monster Hunter game. They made it to where it is possibly the most easily accessible game for any newcomer to play. They have done so many like changes that just like gathering is so much easier now and like combining stuff who combines stuff anymore it automatically combines for you you know and stuff like that it's
3: those those monster like events where those two monsters like like uh go off against each other in like a territory battle those are so like they're like awesome to behold the first time you ever see them oh yeah god they're cool
5: that is just a a well-made, fantastic game, both single-player and guess co-op. Guess what,
3: Drew? Uh, uh, expansion
4: coming out this year might be Game of the Year 2019. I, I know. <laughs>
5: yeah. They've and got it's going to so- have
4: Geralt in it. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes, yes, <laughs> they're
5: going to <they're> <laughs> have a freaking crossover event with yeah. Geralt of Rivia. <laughs> with the story
3: cutscenes where he gets teleported, and he comes jumps in saying, like, God, this is why I hate portals.
5: Like, <laughs> yeah, yes. I love it.
3: <laughs> uh, it's fantastic.
5: Yeah, so they have, Capcom has, and, and rightfully so, it is, it is the most successful game Capcom has released, yeah. and it's fantastic. That is the Monster Hunter game it's, that I have always wanted, and got it. I think the, the
4: biggest thing for me about what you just said is the fact that there were so many people over the years who made the point, not people necessarily on this podcast, but there were so many people over the years that made the point that well, you can't make it more accessible, you can't make it easier, you can't make it because then it ruins what the game is. And I think Monster Hunter World proved that they could make a lot of this stuff easier to handle, a lot of this stuff more accessible, and still put together a game that people who love Monster Hunter and people who've never played Monster Hunter ever really enjoyed. And that, I think, is the, the biggest achievement of that game.
5: Yeah, I was able to get like some of my work friends and. And, uh, got into it. Now, granted, they dropped off, you know, well, well before I dropped. So.
3: But the fact uh, that they even played it at all and had fun.
5: Yeah, I mean, you're talking to guys who, who played Destiny constantly. I was like, you like, (laughs) you, you like getting, uh, better stat bonuses depending on the gear you're wearing? Try Monster Hunter World. You know, I kept showing them videos, upcoming videos of, like, all the different. Different weapons and all the different types of monsters and all the you know, stat tracking and stuff. And I was like, if you like this, you might like Diablo. And they jumped into Diablo, and I was like, okay, if you really like Diablo, you need to play Monster Hunter. <laughs> so it's,
3: you sound like some kind of sinister drug dealer. If
5: I like am. That,
3: if you like that weed, that's like something super strong.
5: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's uh, I'm I'm the RPG dealer. You yeah. can that's really it. get into these kind of games, but yeah, now Monster Hunter World is. Like I, if if it wasn't for Overwatch, this would have been the game that I put the most time into. I put like 120 hours in this game. So,
1: Alright. we'll move on to Anthony.
0: Okay, you got two to... What? <laughs> That's such bullshit right there. <laughs> um, you've already covered one of the worst games. Um, but I have. I've kind of, I wrote some of them as disappointments, and, like, as everybody was talking, i like, no, fuck that. Um, these are some, some of these are shit. So, uh, so I'll do my, um, I'll do my disappointments, uh, first, uh, so Swords of Ditto. I really wish that game was something else for as pretty as it is. Um, I just don't like the roguelike aspect of it. It doesn't work well with the, what it's emulating, uh, which is classic Zelda, um, I was really disappointed with that Genesis collection. It just felt like another time where they just cheaply push those games out again. And I know for a fact that they have uh, M2 doing Switch ports. Like, that's what that collection should be. Um, Luigi's Mansion on 3DS, I really wish it controlled more like uh, Dark Moon. And uh, Omen Sight. I really love stories to the point where I platinumed stories, um, which meant grinding for a couple hours after I was done that game, and Omen's Sight just did not hit the same way. Um, not only in story, but like just the, the execution of how that game went. Um, but uh, it's still a great game. It's not a, like, I do s- recommend it. It's just not as good as stories. Um, so shit games, fuck it. I'm putting some of these out there. Um, Adventure Time uh you know, I gave it a six and it was my first game that I reviewed. A way out. Fuck that game. It is bad. I the more I thought about it, everybody that's praised that game for doing some unique storytelling, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, I have I I have wanna wow.
2: <laughs> wow. Wonder
0: why wanna why? Because you know, I can't we didn't said we weren't gonna go into spoilers, so I can't even go into it. That's how shitty this fucking game is. Nobody wants it spoiled, but the complaints I have are about the story. How about this? I don't want to be able to sit on every bench. Why? Because it serves no fucking point to the game. Like, none. Oh, you can interact with everything. Great! But it does nothing. Like, I know I give shit to, like, Red Dead. Um, oh, sorry, that was another like, disappointment but, like, not a bad game was Red Dead. But Red Dead, at least everything you can like, interact with has some purpose to the game and... In fucking A Way Out, you can sit on every bench and pick up every piece of shit that you find but doesn't do anything. Alright, fucking... so your,
3: your, your purpose, of the whole I, your, complaint, your complaint that I'm hearing right now is that it, it lacks purpose, the things that you can do, right? Yeah, okay. And I can kind of understand that, but think about it. For example, you walk into a room in an open world game and you can basically not go into any of the rooms except for the ones that are meaning for you to be going into for the main story to continue. Doesn't that kind of make you feel like, eh? Yeah, doesn't that feel like a little... But I'm not exploring!
0: It's a linear game! There's nothing... Like, I'm not, I'm not exploring a world. You're escaping a prison, and it's like, here's all this shit you can interact with. But why? Like, why can't you... Like, we are supposed to be playing co-op, and meanwhile, my friend's sitting on a bench. He's like, I don't know why I'm doing this. You're right. I don't know why you're doing that either. Come over here.
3: <laughs> I think and it goes it's- mostly to the whole, like... The ability to do and interact with the objects around you is a part of, like, agency, you know what I mean, to be able to... I I understand what you mean by, like, it doesn't serve a narrative purpose, but the idea that you want to be immersed into a world, you Mm -hmm. need to be able to be, like, interact with things around you. And there were a lot of things that I was able to interact with that ended up becoming, like, something random, like, some, like, guitar hanging around or some, like, game of, like, Connect 4 that I got yeah, to play then, with my friends. But, I, but
0: then, then, speaking about agency, like, you're escaping the law and you stop to play Connect 4. Fucking what? That's no, a, you
3: play I, Connect 4 like, the
1: hospital, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, but you're still, the cops are after you because right after that, cops show up. I like, mean, it's, I would stop to
1: play Connect 4,
0: sure. And it's fine as a multiplayer game, but there's this whole aspect of, like, you have to keep doing this. have to keep going and then it's like now excuse me while we throw hatchets or or i chop wood why are you chopping wood i don't know it gave me the option to chop wood must be important it's not and then and that's not to say that there aren't points in this this game that are amazing to watch even a little bit of playing there's a there's a chase through a theater that i i still say is amazing for a video game it's so different in the way that they did it um And the hospital escape sequence, which is also crazy the way they did it. But then, like, there's a big section that's a third-person shooter, and ammo's not important, which is good, because at this point you're in to a game that hasn't been a third-person shooter. But then you do that third-person shooting segment, and then it's on to another thing, but none of it's done extremely well. And there's a point that's ripped right out of Scarface in this. And then right after that moment, I figured out what was happening and went, Stopped the game, turned to my friend and went This is what's about to happen And he went, really? And I'm like, yep, and lo and behold it happened And I was like, yep, and people are like, the ending of this game is so unique Man, I've been playing games Like, for my whole life I get it, maybe I know But like, it comes from Two big beat-em-ups, that ending Like, two very big beat-em-ups And people are like, this is so unique absolutely not this game didn't do anything new and it got a bunch of pr- critical praise and then it dropped off the map just like it should have been
3: what it did that was unique like when you're talking about like you ha- so it seems like you had really good high moments in certain aspects and, of the and game, and that's the
0: reason why i gave it a six because when it did those moments i had to go there's there's quality here but when it's he- but the it was so up and down because it would be like okay, even it wasn't even the story parts. Because I can understand why if people got upset about like the story aspects. Like when I was playing basketball with the one guy's son while he was having a talk with his wife in the trailer, I was like that works because that would make sense in a story, right? But then it was like there was portions that didn't make sense in that story at all that they were trying to tell. Like the moment where I'm chopping wood as we're robbing some guy's house. I think those,
3: you know, those moments are kind of like the nonsensical things that you can do to kind of pass the time, kind of there to challenge your friend that you should be, you know, you're playing with at the time. I think those are very small things that add up to possibly something that annoys you. But to me, what I enjoyed about that game when I was playing Couch Co op with my friend for the entirety of it is basically it was a very non compromised experience. I like the fact that you can't play. With an AI companion, you can't play this game by yourself. You have to. I think that's what makes this game interesting because you're forced to play with another human individual and the story element. And there is a reason for that because you can't play this game with an AI and have the same. Right, And,
2: and I
0: and and that's not like when I say this game again. I don't. I don't. When I say this game is shit, which is probably I gave it a six and I stand by that because it's not horrible horrible but at the same time i feel that this game got a lot of praise for doing nothing fully unique except that
3: i think of that, that... one
0: that one portion and like i'm gonna be honest with you it's kind of ruined the I, the concepts of that like like i don't see how another game's gonna surprise you with that aspect again and oh, this no game way, wasn't good, right this game wasn't that great
3: i, I feel i feel completely different I think this game has such a great idea, but it faltered on many points in execution. I think the idea and the concept of it, based on those moments that which you praise, kind of showcases that it can be amazing. It can be great if Properly executed, and pop- properly designed, which this game kind of fa- failed to do, and I'm actually looking forward to another game that can actually pick up the pieces of this game, pick up the foundations, and try to build on top of it to make an even I- greater experience.
0: I want to partially, I partially put blame on um, the director uh, Joseph or Joseph Fars, because I think his his uh, his desire to be part of Hollywood was kind of what. <coughs> Because, I mean, he used to be a movie director. Uh, He directed, like, a parody cop film called Cops (laughs) with a K. Like, you know, um, and I wish, like I said at the end of that review, I wish it uh, was more tongue-in-cheek if it was going to do that stuff than try to wear its heart on its sleeve. And I stand by that statement to this day. I just felt like it came off... Like the, that, the whole thing seemed like way out, like the tone was way off in that game. For because if it was been like tongue in cheek, and I stopped to play Connect Four, I think that would have made a lot more sense. But it was trying to deliver this sort of like gut punch, and I was like, "All right, no, no, <laughs> maybe maybe we should move on from yeah. Okay, yeah. Quickly, this game." <laughs> uh, Meligier Survive was a disappointment. I'm not, I know it's not a surprise for everybody else, but I was like, "Oh, this game starts off good, then it wasn't." Um and uh Nippon Marathon was um it was a game. Uh I did not enjoy my uh special mentions are quick, uh Shadow of the Colossus and Spiral Reignited trilogy as well- as well as Sonic Mania Plus. Um they're all either remasters or DLC, so you know, I didn't want to put them in my top ten. For that reason, we've already mentioned Class last week League, Star. um Warrior Gold, Soul Calibur Six, uh, Earth Defense Force Five, Mortal Unchained, and Dead in Vinland are all games I enjoyed playing, um, even if I couldn't give them a better score just because there were some faults with them. But uh, I do like those games. Uh, top ten. Um, so starting at ten is Dragon Quest Eleven. Uh, there's not much more to say other than it's like a traditional RPG, and I, I love that about it. Um, it's hard to talk about because there's the story. Obviously, is what you're playing it for. Um, but that story goes places. I, th- I think um, it's probably the most mature Dragon Quest I've seen in a while because a lot of it gets kind of like goofy because of its art style and everything. But it, it this this felt more like an old Final Fantasy game, and like that's if you, if you're missing that, that that this game is the thing to check out. Um, Nine is minute. I really like that game. Um, it was you know very quick to play. I played it in forty minutes. So I played it, I think, under an hour. Um, it, it's it's great from start to finish. Um, I do recommend it still. It's cheap. It's 10 bucks. And then there's an extra hard mode where it gives you 40 seconds rather than 60 seconds each time before you die. Um, eight, this is a weird one to have it so low on the list because I did really enjoy it, but everything kind of su- sort of kept pushing it down the list, um, is Spider-Man. I know other people will talk about that more. Um and already have, uh, but I did love this game. I like the story more than the gameplay. Um, I think it's one of the best Spider-Man stories uh, we've seen probably on any other media outside of comics um, and within comics. It's an amazing story, and uh, it, for that alone I recommend playing it. Even if you're not a Spider-Man fan, I think the performance alone is so compelling Uh, that you'll start to love those characters a lot more than just liking them. Uh, 7 is Monster Boy. I would have probably been higher if I played more of it, but, um, I really love Wonder Boy, and it's so nice to see that, like, a new one of those exists and is as good as it is. Uh, it is difficult at first and gets easier, which is a little bit weird. I would have expected it the other way around, but they really leave you high and dry with the peg form, um so I feel like a lot of people will be kind of turned off when they hit the forest um because your character can only punch um as soon as you hit the third transformation that game becomes a lot more fun and a lot easier um number six is Guacamelee 2 uh I feel like that game didn't get talked about as much as it should have been uh it came around around the same time as I want to say as uh Dead Cells um had Dead Cells official release because it was in uh, Early Access. Um, That's a great Metroidvania. Uh, Again, great sense of humor. I love the music in it. Uh, The style is still there. I mean, that's just a fun game. Um, There is a lot of difficulty in some of the platforming sections and a couple of the fight sequences, but um, it's fantastic, and everybody should play Guacamelee and Guacamelee 2. And Guacamelee 2 can be played with four players, so it's just pure chaos, I'm assuming, but... uh, It'll definitely make the fighting segments easier. Uh, number five is Tetris Effect. Uh, you know, Tetris. I, I know Tetris is just Tetris for some people, but there's some versions out there that are just not great. Like I have one on the 3DS from I Think Ubisoft, and there's a lot of issues with that title. Um, the main one being is that they locked off modes, which is annoying. Um, and in Tetris Effect, nothing is locked off except for music and stages. Which are easy to get because it just requires you to play the story mode, um, which will you know introduce you to uh, Tetris's new additions and everything. But um, all the extra modes are unlocked, and Master Mode is fantastic if you want a real challenge. Um, I know it gets hard in some of the later levels of the story, um, but or um, the Journey Mode, I should say. But uh, Master Mode is fantastic. With VR, it's just you're now in the space. It's not going to change your life in VR uh, but you'll definitely appreciate the amount of work they put into it more uh, number four is the return of the Oberdin man I love that game uh, it goes to places some really weird places um, the style is fantastic the soundtrack is fantastic and and I really hope we see something else like this but at the same time I feel like how long it took for him to make this. Go which, like shows because there's so much detail on it, um, down to like having to recognize someone's shoes. Um, the puzzles are intense. Uh, the only complaint I had was that um, it like they sometimes put corpses to travel back in time too close to each other, and you'll think you'll have done it and you'll walk over the same corpse over and over again and you haven't touched it at all. Um, I had that happen and I had to look up where the memory was because I was like I don't know what I'm missing but I'm missing one memory and then it found out like oh yeah you you have it unlocked you just forgot about it um I actually like this game so much that I bought it and then were in hopes to entice someone else into playing um that's how much I love this game number three is God of War um I, I like for just for uh Sake of explaining to people why it's three and not one. Uh, The top three games I have on my list are like all 10 out of 10s in my mind. And uh, God of War is amazing. Um, I loved exploring that world. It feels. anybody who's like wanted Zelda, like a new version of Zelda and didn't like. uh, has access to all the consoles, I suppose, but didn't like uh, Breath of the Wild. This is that formula. Like the. 3d zelda formula like perfected i i can't think of a game that's played this well in that style ever maybe um the combat's perfect and then it has a bunch of extras like there's there's a section that is sort of dark souls roguelike thrown in where you have to walk into the fog but you can only stay there so long and then the enemies that and then as you get more of these like souls you can upgrade and go in further um there's so much to do in that game, um, and of course the story is fantastic. Like it's just a perfect combination. Um, number two is Astrobot Rescue uh, Rescue Mission. Um, that's just a feel good game, and I kind of blew my mind at some of the stuff that they were doing um, in it. And I love the music, and it's just charming and put a smile on my face the entire time I played it. I never was like. Irritated that there was a part I couldn't get past or whatever. Um, yeah, this game is is the reason to own VR. Um, I used to say it was static, which I love, but, um, Astrobot's definitely, uh, something else. And then number one is Near Automata. Uh, I can put it there because it came out on Xbox, um, <laughs> one this year, and uh, it's coming out again this year, so it'll just be mine again this year. Um, it's not true. My number one is actually Unraveled 2. It was the first 10 out of 10 I gave. Um, I know it's odd. Uh, another game that just put a smile on my face the entire time I played, but challenged me as a player a little bit more than AstroBod did. Uh, the puzzles are, uh, are hard, but not <clears throat> unfair. Um, the game never stops you from playing it, which I find a lot of, of those um, cinematic or puzzle platformers do. Like, I feel like there's always one where they're just going to try to trick you. Um, and it's like, they never did that. And they always offered, if you if you got stuck, and I never had to use it, but if you got stuck, they were going to offer hints. Like, that's big. And the fact that this game can be played co-op, and plays differently in co-op, because you are not have you have to organize yourselves with one another better. Um, but by playing it single-player... Um, you don't have the access to quickly swing across because you have to position both already, like, both Yarnies. How did
3: you play this game, Anthony?
0: I played this solo. Um, and the and what you have to do when you play it solo is you can combine the two Yarnies, but you use one as, like, a point to swing from. So, like, one is basically your weight. Um, and then the other character swings. And when you do that in single player, you have to basically... Swing the one character, have him stop, switch back to the other character. That character now has to hold on to the yarn and swing across too. And there's portions where I was just cutting it close um, from, say, like a firewall or something. And it's very clear that if you were organized with another player, that section would fly by. um, Because the other player could instantly take control of the other yarny. Uh, This really shows in some of the extra bonus stages. Um, which are extremely hard puzzles, um, which are extremely fun uh, too, because it kind of takes, it kind of uses its physics in new ways uh, that you don't see in the main storyline because they're f- a little bit more difficult to grasp. But um, it was very clear that uh, with playing another person, uh, certain platforming segments would be easier, but puzzle sections maybe wouldn't be because now you're having to organize two people. And I don't usually see that with too many games. Usually if you have a co-op companion, it's then controlled by a computer, which usually doesn't play as well. Um, and, and then I guess this is kind of where I stand with maybe A Way Out, is that um, one of my disappointments of the year, a Way Out, uh, and my favorite game of the year, uh, Unravel 2, they both took a look at co-op and said how can we do this? And Unravel 2 said we can make it so it plays differently than when you play it single player. I don't know, there's there's something about this game that just captured me entirely, and I did not play at the un- first Unravel game, um, although I did like the character design, but I never, I'm, like, throughout this entire game, I was just like, yep, that's what a game should do, and I kind of hold that to my standard of why I'd give something a 10, and that's sim- That's kind of the reason why Guacamelee 2 didn't get a 10, I give it a 9.5. I think it's a fantastic game but there's a point where how is it how accessible is it and unravel 2 i felt was accessible to every level of player and something like guacamelee 2 isn't um it, i felt like unravel 2 gave me the option of playing the difficult portions and i took them because they're optional, but. um for someone that doesn't have the skill in say platforming or even puzzle solving, you can still get through this game. They'll help you through those sections. That's it. That's number one.
1: All right. So Wombat, you and I do lightning round. You ready to go?
4: I like it. I'm ready. All right. So um, my dishonorable mention uh, <laughs> for the year is Dynasty Warriors Nine. <laughs> Uh, even though, even though I have enjoyed watching you fight.
1: Oh, boy. Um,
4: my honorable mentions were Iconoclasts, uh, for the reasons that everybody has said so far. Uh, Far Cry 5, because for the, 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 um, I don't know, probably 40% of the game that I played, I did enjoy it. I'm just probably not going to go back to it now because I know how it ends. Um, Starlink is on my honorable mentions list. Because I felt like that game took a cool idea and did it well. Um, and I've enjoyed yeah. what i played of it so far.
2: I, I've been toying with picking that up. Because over here, it, it's so cheap because that thing didn't sell.
4: Yeah, Is it it's it's good? Fun. We, we good? It's fun. Uh, we got it for my son for uh, Christmas. And uh, he enjoys it. I've enjoyed it. Um, you don't have to have the toys um, yeah. to play it and unlock stuff. Uh, they're just kind of a bonus. Um. the The Star Fox content is really good.
2: Yeah, I was uh, thinking about getting the Switch because it comes with the R wing. Right. Uh,
4: so R-wing. yeah, no, I've i really enjoyed it. Cool. Um. Also on my honorable mentions list, I'm going to mention um, Nintendo Labo just as an entire uh, experience. Uh, I think there was a lot of sort of giggling and questioning about what that was going to be and how it was going to be when it, when it came out. Um, I have found all of the stuff we've built in it to be a blast, not just in the sort of building process and watching my son figure out how, you know, different things interact together and, and, um, how the pieces all fit together. But then the actual gameplay has been, uh, surprisingly really good as well. So, um, I've really really dug Labo this year. And then last on the Honorable Mentions list is Kingdom Come Deliverance, um, which is a uh, really good um, first-person Bethesda-style RPG. It's got its uh, issues, which is why I didn't make my actual list, Um, but it is the kind of game that if you enjoy games like that, uh, you should definitely check out, and it's a game that I intend to go back to um, when we've got a... uh, Uh, a lull uh, here over the next little bit. So, uh, let me just run through my list. Uh, I put Smash at number 10. Um, That is a fantastic game. I, unlike some people, love the fact that you have to unlock most of the extra characters. Um, I think it's great that if for some reason you fail to unlock somebody, you can go into the menu and... um, just basically fight one after another. Everybody that you've been challenged by, but haven't been able to beat. Um, I found
2: I just find it odd that I mean, for me, any type of game like this, the fun is unlocking the characters. Yep. Yeah, I don't understand why people say they should be unlocked. Where's the fun in that? Where's the sense of progression? It's yeah. Uh, I
4: don't. It, it's it kind of like not it's not kind of Christmas record. every time yeah. we get challenged. Sorry, Jay. I think we talked over each other.
2: Sorry about that, Ryan.
4: Yeah. Um.
3: So. I think, from a point of view of a fighting game community, think about it this way, right? Like you don't care about the spirit mode, you don't care about all that. All you want to do is get good as fast as you can, and mm-hmm. it's just, if if. if if it takes you ten hours to get all the characters, that's just ten hours of you not practicing your character that you want to. So I can understand okay. the frustration. But at the same time, I think it's perfectly fine to unlock the characters too. But I think in like maybe in versus Smash, maybe all the characters should be unlocked. And then maybe in like the single player classic mode you gotta unlock them in feature. I don't I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Or, don't or know. maybe they
4: should have they they could have added like a um something deep in the settings mode that basically is yeah. a unlock everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, for fi- fighting game community mode or something.
2: Yeah, let's um, face it: the fighting game community is not one percent of the this game. Uh I, yes, I think it's more than that. But I no, I, I don't. I I don't because this is the biggest selling Switch game of all time. I cannot imagine there being any any more than zero point one percent of them being. I think you you,
3: you staggeringly underestimate how many people really want to get good at Smash. It's really easy to find matches online, specifically. But I understand what you mean. It's for a small community, but just like Ryan said, it wouldn't hurt nobody if they added one little thing that says, toggle all characters on in the settings somewhere, right? That wouldn't have right. hurt anybody. So, yeah. that, that would have been nice.
4: The, uh, I, for me, it's, um, uh, playing this game and uh, Seeing how, playing this game almost exclusively with my son, and seeing how excited he gets every time there's mm-hmm. a new challenger, uh, and trying to figure out quickly who the silhouette is before we actually get into it, um, it's it's been I'm so glad there's so many characters to unlock oh, and yeah. just have like twelve. Um, so yeah, I really I really enjoyed Smash. Uh, number nine on my list is another Switch game that nobody else had on their list. And that's Kirby Star Allies, uh, which I loved and finished. And, you know, is it easy? Yeah, it's a Kirby game. Like, you shouldn't go into a Kirby game expecting a challenge. Um, but it's really fun. The, 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 um, the way the powers interact with each other is really cool. Um, I love the fact that you can throw a heart at um, enemy characters and make them your friends so that they fight alongside you. It's just, it's um, it's a super, as much as I hate this word as it relates to games, it's a super charming uh, game that is a, a lot of fun to play co-op, even up to four-player co-op. Um, number eight on my list was Fire Pro Wrestling World. Um, I chose to include that this year instead of last year because this year we had the PlayStation 4 release with the New Japan World content. And uh, the, that game is exactly what I wanted it to be when they said they were making a new Fire Pro Wrestling. And the New Japan content is tremendous. I love the way they've done the story mode. I love um, the way they've done uh, the sharing content um, and having a million different creator wrestlers for you to, to download. Uh, it's, uh, it's a really great game. Um, number seven... Is and it feels so weird for this to be at number seven, um, based on where I thought it would end up. But that's Assassin's Creed Odyssey, um, which is a tremendous game and enormous, and may end up may have ended up higher on my list if I had had more time to experience what it had to offer uh, before um, Grand Theft or Grand Theft Auto uh, before uh, Red Dead came out, but. Um, uh, that game is really good. It's basically a, uh, the natural extension of the Origins formula. And um, I have loved what I've played of it so far. I look forward to going back and playing that between now and when Anthem comes out um, to uh, try and get a little deeper into it. But I, I have really enjoyed it. Uh, number six was Valkyria Chronicles 4. Um, I agree with basically everything that Jay said and he made the points a lot better than I'll be able to make them um, but um, it's I, I purchased it on switch and for me I think it's basically the perfect game for switch uh, because you can uh, you can play a mission and then move on and you don't have to uh, you don't have to spend hours and hours and hours uh, in that game. You can you can play a mission, move on, play another one the next day. The story stays cohesive. Um, I agree with Jay. I like the characters in this one better than the characters in the first one. Um, the particularly, honestly, the main character. I really like the main character in Valkyria Chronicles Four. Um, the uh, uh, the sporting cast is really good too, though, and uh, that's another one. I'm probably uh, probably only about. Um, a third of the way through that. So I, I need to play it a lot more, but that's the case for most of the games on my list, uh, at least at this level on my list. So um, I look forward to uh, finishing that up. Number five uh, is a game that I did finish this year, and that's Mega Man 11. Yeah. Uh, nice. It's such a great return to form for Mega Man, and uh, basically great from start to finish. I liked all the robot masters. Uh, all the Robot Masters. Um, I love the Double Gear system. I think it's the best addition they've made to the series in a long time. Um, it is... The, it looks fantastic. It plays fantastic. There's not enough good things that I can say about Mega Man 11. And uh, I look forward to um, Mega Man 12. Once they finally announce it. Uh, even though it makes me mad that we still don't have Mega Man Legends 3. <laughs> Um, number four on my list was Monster Hunter World. Um, again, uh, Jay and Drew have said basically everything I would want to say out of Monster Hunter World. Um, the one thing that I will add, um, to, to what they have mentioned is my favorite thing about Monster Hunter World is the fact that, um, uh, my son can play it. And it's not (laughs) so overly complicated that, um he's locked out of really enjoying what the game has to offer. Um, and, you know, he and I have had a ton of fun over the last year just going in and either I'm playing or he's playing and we're hunting monsters and, oh, look out, he's going to do this and make sure you dodge. And um, I agree that the, my favorite part of the game, I think, are the interactions that the monsters have with each other. Um, there it's just so epic to watch two of the giant monsters going at it right in front of you, and it's like, okay, well I'm going to sneak over here while you guys are fighting and just leave that be for now. So um, I have had a ton of fun with that game this year, and I look forward to going back to it and um, getting myself ready for the DLC and the, the uh, Witcher content to come. Um, number three, so now we get into the big heavy hitters, and it was harder this year for me to decide between 2 and 3 than, I think, any other year that we've done this. Um, I, I firmly believe, and maybe it's just recency bias, but I firmly believe that this is probably the, the best year of gaming that I can remember. Um, there are games on my list that any year, they could have been Game of the Year. Um, so, number 3 for me is God of War um which was a game that i absolutely loved for all the reason that everybody's already mentioned i thought the interaction between uh kratos and atreus was um amazing uh you know i was uh i was a skeptic of the series following god of war 3 um because i was not a fan of that game um and what they've done to remake that game the single the uh the single camera uh uh, production style was amazing and did a lot to serve the storytelling that they were trying to accomplish. Um, it was just, it was really great. I think the only thing that keeps that game from being uh, one or two for me was none of the side content really grabbed me at all. I didn't really care about the the Muspelheim stuff for the uh, the Helheim stuff. Really, it just never really, um, never really grabbed me. Um, I loved the story. I was not as Big as on the the actual gameplay compared to the other two games on my list. Um, the number two for me is Spider-Man. Um, that game is, in my opinion, as I know somebody's already said, the, the best Spider-Man story ever told outside of the comics. Um, it the DLC is tremendous. Uh, I really enjoyed it. If they do some um, some very Uh, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City stuff in the DLC where they kind of lead you on a a hunt around the map and uh, introduce some new characters and um, some new sort of anti-heroes that way. Um, So you're
0: saying it's worth the money for the DLC? You've played it all? I have played it all. Um, I've been waiting to hear because I haven't... I, I did like the game and honestly the only reason why I didn't platinum it was because I was like, ah, I'll come back to this with the DLC and there's other stuff to play right now. Yeah, I think. But then I, think, I didn't hear anything about the DLC. I kind of heard like the first one was good. I'm like, what about the rest? And like, Nothing. I haven't played that one yet. So
4: I think the, the your what you get out of the DLC is going to depend on how much you like the actual combat. Um, the The story in the DLCs is is good. Um, I agree that the story in the first one, the heist, is the best. Um, the uh, the middle one, the story, kind of lags a little bit, I think, but it does a good job of setting up the third piece of DLC. Um, I do think that there are some pretty important character development uh, things that happen in the DLC for two somewhat main characters. Actually, three somewhat main characters that sort of give me some indication as to the direction they're going to go with the next one. Um, But the DLCs are heavily combat-based. Um, they add a bunch of, um, uh, bases to clear out. Um, there's, you know, screwball challenges that take the place of the Taskmaster challenges. Um, and that's, you know, a, a large chunk of the content in the DLC. So if you love the combat, um, when you the, the combat, DLC is absolutely is it like
0: worth the it. Um, oh God, what, the rooftops sort yeah, of combat? Basically,
4: kind of like that. Only the, you know, the, um, as you get deeper into the game uh mm-hmm. trying to go without spoilers here the, the, you're talking there's,
0: there's the big bases yes
4: there's it's a faction like yeah there's a faction okay. of of people that show up and they've got bases and they have like six waves to clear out um the uh those waves okay. um are are what kind of takes the place so if you enjoyed that the DLC's absolutely worth it okay. if you didn't like that you might want to wait until it's a little cheaper
0: I don't think it will take. be, but... <laughs> yeah, well, you never know.
4: But yeah, okay, cool. Um, and then my number one game was Red Dead Redemption. Um, All right, tell me I, I'm wrong. I, well, I'm not going to do that, because I I freely admit that every game uh, can have people who like it and don't like it. Um, I do think, just to, to John, and, and it's going to be so hard, and Ken knows my... Um, my frustration here. It's going to be so hard for me to talk about why this is my favorite game of the year without spoilers. Um, so I'm trying very hard to um, to avoid anything that might be construed as a spoiler. But um, I've never played a game in my entire life that does such a great job of building towards a major story event that happens at the end of the fifth chapter. Um, and then, it's, um, the characterization in the last 25% of this game is the best that I've ever seen. Um, the, the game takes you the last, probably, quarter of the game. Um, there were multiple times where i'm like oh so that's why that happened oh so that's why they did that oh so that's why that even even gameplay stuff um you're like oh that's why they do that oh that's why that exists that's why that is important all of the stuff the only thing i will say about um some of the gameplay complaints that you guys had earlier which i freely understand why they are complaints um, Almost all of them have a purpose. Um, And they almost all contribute towards both the tone that the story is trying to tell and the way they're trying to tell it. Um, And that's the most that I can say without going into spoilers. Um, I will say, I think this is the best prequel I've ever experienced in any piece of media at connecting to the... um, the 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 original game, um, it dovetails, um, you know, not necessarily from a timeline-wise perspective, but from a story and a characterization standpoint, it dovetails perfectly with Red Dead Redemption, um, and there are plenty of callbacks to that game, and um, by the time you finish everything in the game, uh, you there won't be any question about the whats and wheres of of uh, the original game, it does a perfect job of setting that up. Arthur Morgan is one of my favorite characters now of all time in terms of video games. Just his his arc in that game, the voice acting is amazing. Um, the uh, not just his voice acting, the voice acting of Dutch and um, John Marston and some of the other gang members. Um, the interaction that each of the gang members have and how you. Um, slowly over the over the course of the game, start to get a picture as to why we're at where we're at when Red Dead One rolls around. Um, you can see it on the characters, the characters that um, last through the entire story in terms of Red Dead Redemption One. Um, you, you you get it, and uh, that's it's the best compliment that I can pay the game is that. Red Dead Redemption 2 retroactively makes Red Dead Redemption 1 more important and a better, more cohesive story. So that's not even mentioning uh, all of the stranger missions and how well those uh, characterize the different people that you interact with. Um, I am someone who is completely uh, both okay with and enjoys the slower pace of the game um, because I think it contributes to the the tone of the game in general and um you know there there are i would recommend to anybody if you're still playing it or if you decide to go back and play it make sure if you're riding on a horse and you think hey maybe we, we haven't really talked for a while um make sure you hit the l2 trigger and and see if there's optional dialogue um because there is some pretty good and important story points that um are sort of buried in that optional dialogue Um, the uh, overall I can't say enough about the game it's one of my favorite games of the entire generation Um, I have it's one of the only games I have played where I have finished it completely and yet I still keep wanting to go back and do different stuff and explore the map and just ride around and uh, that's not even mentioning Red Dead Online which um, I have played a little bit of it's probably not going to be for me in terms of the kind of game I spend a lot of multiplayer time in. Um, but um, I still I do like what they're doing there. Um, but that, the that game is one of my favorite storytelling experiences, um, probably in any media in the last three four years at least. So um, I can't say enough about it. I love the fact that the tone of this game is completely different than uh, the tone of really any other Rockstar game. Normally, their games are kind of goofy first, and then they try to add the serious stuff in later if they decide they want to do serious stuff. This is a serious game that has some goofy stuff in it too, Um, and I I think it's a a perfect switch for this series, and I, I think they should continue making Red Dead the more serious uh, series and uh, Grand Theft Auto, the one where they do the the crazier, more goofy, off the wall stuff. So, anyway, uh, that's where I'm going to leave it uh, for that game, and I will uh, move on to Kent
0: Got one more question for yes. you. Yes, is there is there a point where, because you know, obviously know my feelings on this now, um, is there a point where you'd say at least get to here get it anymore? Like, is there a chapter number I should I, try to hit? And just keep pushing through till if I'm, like, not enjoying myself. Like, I realize saying, like, 40 hours is going to be a little bit much. But you know what I mean? Like, is there is there a point where I should be working towards in the main story that will be like, okay, this is... If you don't like it by this point, I can't help you anymore. Where, where did you get to? What chapter? Uh, I was still... I was, was I still was in the main camp. I, I literally did, like, two missions that were inside the little town nearby. Yep. the uh, bar brawl and everything. And I was just like, this is okay, but this is not clicking right now yeah um so like we're still in the first camp section that we've just exited. the snow and dutch has just set up his camp and stuff
5: yeah so you're. St- i'm still early on that's how much i was like I'm- and yeah. i it took me way longer than that to get used which is why to i'm the asking game.
4: yeah i i would say that it's so this is it's a hard question for me to answer because um I really do think that the last 25% of that game is not only amazing, but it retroact retroactively makes the first 75% better because you understand a little more from a narrative standpoint, why they set everything up the way they did. Uh, but I would say I I would push through until you get at least to the end of chapter three. Okay. Uh, the end of chapter three to me is one of the the best missions in the entire game. The very last mission of chapter three. Um, and, uh, if, if, you play that mission and um, get through that chapter, and it hasn't hooked you. Um, even once you get through the end, and you and you retroactively get to understand a lot of stuff, I still don't think it'll. I, I don't think you'll still really enjoy it if you didn't like it by okay. probably the end of chapter three and maybe the first couple hours of chapter four okay. would be my advice. All right. Um, now, what I will say though is, if you're not enjoying the game stick to the yellow story missions. Um, okay. The you know, You're know you not going to get the full experience. You're not going to get the Do full experience. Do other period.
0: missions disappear over time?
4: Uh, some of the stranger missions will disappear. Um, okay. Not all of them. Some of them, not most of them, I should say. Some of them will. Because um, okay. some of them are tied to specific events and stuff like right. that. But um, I would say if you're really struggling, um, try and push through just the story missions for a while. And see if it starts to grab you, and then you may want to um, go back and do some of the stranger missions. Even if you did just the story missions in the game, I think you would enjoy it. You're just not going to get the full picture. Okay, um, right, that would be that would be my advice. Um, but yeah, I mean by by the end of it, um, let me just say if you only do the story missions, even though you won't get the full picture, you won't be disappointed. All right. Um. The only, the only chapter I'm going to say do all the Stranger missions in is Chapter 6. Um, okay. it, yeah, that's that's the only thing I'm going to say about that. Um, so, yeah, that, uh, that's Red Dead.
1: All right. Well, I'll be sure to talk another hour about Red Dead when I get to that game in my <laughs> I'm list. Glad. Uh, I'm glad. I'm going to go through this as quick as I can. I know we're super deep, and I know we have a couple emails of people who sent in their picks. I, I think I'm going to pull that to next week. We'll read those next week. Um, just because you know, I'm sure everybody needs to get out of here. I'm sure everybody's got a pee or something. Um, my list of that's why I keep a bottle. <laughs> my list of uh, of not so great games. I called the worst slash disappointing, and I played a little game trying to figure out if it was the worst game or the most disappointing game. And I'll just rattle. I got ten of those. The first one is Pocket Rumble. Uh, I heard people talk about this game. It was essentially like the second coming of Pocket Fighters from the old SNK, or the uh, Neo Geo um, portable. And I love that game. This game is super disappointing because the control scheme is just absolutely terrible. I, I did not enjoy it. I did not have a fun time with it. It tries to be casual in a sense that the moves are simplified and they don't work properly. And I downloaded that game. I paid for it. I downloaded it. I played. Also, the AI is stupid hard. Like, it is arcade-level Mortal Kombat too hard. It's just ridiculous. It's not fun. Not a fun game. Uh, number 9 on the list is SNK Heroines, because I thought it was just going to be King of Fighters 14 with other characters, and it is not. Uh, SNK completely redid the fighting system in that game, and I know when we talked about this game when it came out, it's the weirdest fighting game ever because you don't win when you when you deplete their health. Which is absolutely the dumbest mechanic I could ever see in a fighting game. That game is not
0: good. You have to do a finisher, right? Yes,
1: you have to do a finisher, and you have to have the bar to do the finisher, so if you don't have it, then you just gotta keep fighting, and then possibly the computer will get it, or the, your opponent will get it, and then the match is over.
0: I thought that was the last game you mentioned, that's how... Simultaneously bad those two games were They were just yes. around the same time I think And bad like, Also
1: also and heroines on the Switch Cannot even hold 30 frames a second Which if you play fighting games And I know Jay's a big fighting game guy too And Drew's a big fighting game guy If your fighting game ain't 60 frames a second Get the fuck out
5: Yeah that's not fun
1: And when you can't hold like Blade Strangers I know Drew enjoyed that game on PS4 On Switch that game can't hold 30 FPS Hmm so
3: Jeez, keep 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 nagging on the switch, why don't you, Ken? Jeez.
1: Well, I'm so tired of hearing everything needs to be on the switch. Which, by the way, breaking news. While I was like flipping through the Twitter, mm-hmm. Panty Party is coming to the Switch. Cause, so Switch is now officially Steam.
3: Well, that's that's what I bought the Switch for. So naturally, it's, um, that's y- what. Uh, what kind of game is it? Is it like a like a visual novel? I know uh, oh, what kind of game it is. Yes.
1: <laughs> hey,
5: I wonder. I wonder if it's on. Steam. The I'll Deep it Laura. You know it's. Don't on... Judge a girl by her panties, right? Have you of, ever taught you that? You know it's on Jesus. Steam.
1: You know it's on Steam. uh Number right, eight. It
5: is on Steam. Hang, yeah. on. hang on, hang on. Okay. I, I gotta look. I gotta look.
3: Oh, okay. I oh, know God. you. In a, you look, know... At, look at those panties. Look at them.
5: You. What the fuck? <laughs> Welcome to Steam. Panty Party is a fast-paced battle game. Fly as a panty in the street and in between buildings. Search for enemy panties and kick their badass. Oh my God!
1: All right, I'm moving I mean, on. You
5: fly around I as mean, we're moving
1: on, Drew. <laughs> moving on. Uh, the next one on the list was Fear Effect Sedna. I think cool. I'm the only person who is interested in playing this game because I like the originals. This game is not like those games.
0: It's a third-person top-down shooter. Isn't it's it? a
1: top-down stealth game. Oh, <laughs> and it's a bad stealth game. It's very, very, very bad. The next game on my list, you know, people talked about this game for the longest time, and they said you shouldn't play it, and then it got cheap enough to where I'm like, man, I really need to see if you shouldn't play this game. And I agree, you should not play this game. It's called Agony. Oh.
0: (laughs) 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 That game... And they're making a prequel or something like that. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are.
5: You know, that game had been in development for like five...
1: Yeah, and the whole hook of it was... The the adult
0: content. Vagina Monsters.
1: Yes, and that game is a a very bad game. I think I played it for 15 minutes before I turned it off. Uh, This was a disappointment for me. Jurassic World Evolution. I, I just don't understand how you fuck up a game that is essentially Sim Theme Park with dinosaurs. But the way they gated the sandbox mode, the way they kind of got overbearing with the research and like the micromanagement because let's be frank when you think jurassic park simulator you think i want to build cages with dinosaurs in them and maybe remove the cage
5: that's what i would do
1: and you i mean you can do that in this game but man you got to work really hard to get to that point and i think that's why it was disappointing If there was a category for most disappointing game, though, this next one was certainly that for me, which was Sea of Thieves.
5: Um, Was that that
1: 2018? Yes, it was. Um, Wow. And it was super disappointing because before it came out, I played the beta for probably about four or five hours and absolutely just loved it. And then when I bought the final game, realized that that four or five hours was the only part of the fucking game. Hmm.
5: Sounds like Destiny.
1: Yeah, for the game that I had anticipated playing like a big chunk with friends this year, only having about four or five hours of like legitimate content at launch was not a good look. So that was super disappointing.
5: I've got somebody on my Twitter list who absolutely adores that game. Apparently they have added a ton of stuff to it.
1: You know, I'm sure that that game, it's one of those games that like, when I found that out, I'm like, man, I bet this game is going to be awesome in like six to twelve months. And honestly I have not gone back to it because like everybody else here, there's just too many fucking games to go back to a game that I was I kinda got a bad taste in my mouth a, for.
0: A podcast I listened to, one of the guys' games of the year was Sea of Thieves, he put in like seven hundred hours. Hey if it you know if it's your jam, uh, it's your jam. I, that's okay? that's the thing, like I, I know I shit on a bunch of stuff, but if you like a way out, like I disagree with you, but at the same time I'm glad you found joy in it.
1: Uh, number four on my disappointments is Just Cause 4. That is not a bad game. That is just mm. not a game that needs to exist. So
5: That sounds like a lot of stuff that happened this year.
1: Yeah. The next game is definitely one of the worst games I've ever played, and it's Dissidia Final Fantasy NT.
5: Wow. Yep, that is
0: accurate.
1: That is a bad video game. Um, Those I've, games don't make
0: any sense They don't make
1: any person. sense The combat is not fun And the fact that you're locking You're locking the story cutscenes Behind grinding loot boxes
0: Suck my dick Like seriously <laughs> And the story's not even good man no, it's, it's terrible It's not. What if, we took, what if we took all the people wearing zippers And put them together
1: <laughs> Oh my god
0: that game is bad
1: uh, Number two is also a game that I thought might be cool it ended up being one of the worst games i played this year. It was called Extinction. Extinction. That is the game made by Iron is that, Galaxy.
0: Is that the one with all the big monsters? It's
1: essentially Attack on Titan, except it's not yeah. good. It's Attack on
0: Titan, if it was bad,
1: that. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That is a bad game. Uh, number one on disappointing was Metal Gear Survive. I kind of had a hope for that, because it's the Metal Gear Solid 5 engine... Yeah.
0: It, you know and and it starts off okay, the, the first the first they, three or four hours of that game are really fun you're like oh man this is gonna be a pretty good survival game and then they ask you to point defend and then they ask you to do tower defense and those are
1: terrible yeah that game falls apart really fast
0: unfortunately and it starts off promising like you're like okay I need water but I'll, I'll eventually get to that and honestly I end up trading in that game I'm glad I bought it physically
5: yeah. Uh, Uh, There's one other thing I forgot to mention About Fallout 76, a survival game Yeah, yep, it is They they didn't tell you that until you started playing it And they're like, oh, you have to worry
1: Yeah Alright, I'm going to run through my honorable mentions real quick Uh, Yakuza 6 is on here Only because I did not play a ton of it Um, I've gotten Enough into the series now That I kind of want to play them all So I will hold 6 In the back pocket until they Remaster the first (laughs) 5
5: Wow, that's well, gonna be
3: No, a while. they already
1: remastered the first three, right? They've got they, they well, zero was a new game, and then they remastered one and two. So yeah. I need to go through Kiwami. I need actually, I need to go back and like tidy up zero because I didn't actually finish it, uh, even though I put like yeah, I put like 50, 60 hours in that game. I want to oh, go back, crap. tidy that up. I want to play through Kiwami and Kiwami two, and hopefully by the time I get through those, mm-hmm. I you know they'll they'll be remastering more. But I. 6 is so good, the, the like yeah. 5 hours I played of it, but playing 5 hours of Yakuza 6 is like basically saying I'm still in the hinterlands, we're, we're, we're not. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's, it's a fairly long game, but the thing about it is that it's such a difficult game to ask people to get into, because like you said, there are literally 6 games before Yakuza 6 for you to actually take in the full Kiryu saga, but at the same time, you know, John enjoyed 6, despite hey, the fact that he's only played, uh... I,
1: I, I them. give them I give them a hell of a lot of credit for that opening sequence that kind of explains the first five games.
3: Yeah, yeah, they do a good job of basically tying some of the... I mean, obviously it's not going to be the same as playing through it, but I think if you had to start or if you're not sold on any of the other games, just doing it that way is fine, too.
1: Yeah, and not to mention, like John said, Six's combat is so much more fluid than those first few games, so... Uh, also on this list is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um... I played a lot, a lot of that game, and I feel like that it's on this list because there is just too much of that game, um, and that was my biggest problem with it. Is like it, it's quality. It's not nearly as quality as Origins was, but it, I just felt like they went for that Unity route where they tried to pack too much into the game instead of worrying about what was good about Origins. Um, number six is a game that I just picked up in the last two weeks. Uh, I haven't had enough time to simmer on it to put it on my top ten, but Hitman Two was really fucking good. (laughs) Oh
3: yeah, dude, that gave me so much fun. Yeah,
1: Um, Far Cry is on here as well. Far Cry Five, I enjoyed the hell out of that game, but I, I, like Drew said, I just think I'm kind of burnt out on that formula, so I don't think it really like sat with me as one of the best. Um, the next game is exactly the same story for that, which was Shadow of the Tomb Raider I played through that game, I really enjoyed it I don't think it's the best of that trilogy and I think that I've just had too much of that series in the last few years
5: What's the best in your opinion?
1: I think Rise by far is the best one
5: I have it for Game Pass. I may actually blow it up.
1: Yeah, Rise is stellar. Like, the first game sets the mood, and then Rise is like the Terminator 2 of that trilogy. It's Rise, really? you know how long Last it
5: took me. You know how long it took me to beat the first
1: Tomb Raider. <laughs> no, Rise is even longer, so... Ah, oh, God. Um, you
3: fight a bear, and that's cool.
1: Yeah. Rise is... I really loved Rise. Rise is one of those games I actually went back to after I finished it to clean up the side missions and uh, the collectibles. So, uh, also on this list is Soul Calibur Six. I think nobody talked about this game at this. I point. did. Okay. I had it on
0: my honorable mentions. Yeah, it's
1: on my honorable well. mentions. It's a good game. It's probably the best Soul calibur has been since fuck a long two. yeah a long two. time two or three yeah. Um, and two B is fucking oh man, she's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I
0: I actually the only thing that I could think of was like, I missed having um all the pieces for the character creator. Like, that was the only thing where I was just like, I wish there was a little bit more there. But otherwise, I thought that was... had enough single-player content and multiplayer content. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, this yeah. this game, it was really good. Uh, and the last two games are Guacamelee! 2, again, because I didn't finish it, and Forza Horizon 4, because I think it's a stellar game. But like John mentioned, man, I really kind of need that series to change up a little bit.
5: <laughs> yeah. All right. That's a lot of the games that came out this year, like I said.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of fatigue coming with a lot of these games, so. Yeah. So, my top 10, number 10, I'm, I'm going to be brothers with John here. Nino Kuni 2, man, that game is fucking great. It was good. I really enjoyed the hell out of that game. It's a lot better than the first game. I still don't like Petty Whisker. I think he's just one of the worst characters ever. But that game is super good. A little too easy, but still good.
5: I will never play that game for the mere fact that it's called me No Kuni. <laughs>
3: It's such a better game than the first game, it, it
5: may very well be, but I don't know. I'll, I'll I... con
3: you into playing it eventually. It's just a matter no. of time. It'll mm. happen.
5: Number nine is
1: probably the most shocking game that I could have... I, when the year started, I wouldn't even have told you I was going to play this game, but Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom, that game is really good. Yeah. yeah. That's the new one that came out, right? Yeah. Yes. A I'm game.
5: reviewing it, and I need to put more time into it. Obviously, but that's—I've never played a monster, whatever
0: Wonder Boy game. game beforehand. It's like a now Metroidvania kind
4: of game.
3: Yes,
0: yeah, but it's yeah. crazy yeah. in some of the stuff that you get to do because you unlock full characters basically, and each character plays differently.
5: Yeah,
1: They're kind of the the items that you would get in a Metroidvania game, and you switch between them to... But then there's
0: items in this, too. Yeah, no, you can definitely... There's also, like, tons
5: of gear you can get, too.
0: Which makes this crazier than any of the Wonder Boys, because Wonder Boy 3 had you changing form, and then uh, Monster World for the Genesis had you just changing equipment. And this is now both.
1: And also, man, the animation and the music in this game, they're really good.
3: It's really good. I'll put it on my list of games to grab on sale. And, yeah. you know,
1: the next game on my list totally comes with an asterisk, but Iconoclast is just too fucking good not
0: to be on my top ten list.
1: It's really good. It is such it's, a good it's game. It's really good game.
0: It, and its storytelling is amazing. Yeah, like, that's the thing that it person. does. Yeah, well, that and, it, like, it, it's just, like, the story that it tells, I don't think there's been a Metroidvania that tells as good of a story. Really? Like, even, even Castlevania, which is, I think, kind of, like, the high point of storytelling in that type of game, um, it doesn't compare to this. Just, it's fantastic. Again, I've said it before, like, if this is, like, a Nintendo game not made by Nintendo.
1: Alright, number seven. I don't think I've heard one person mention this game yet, and it kind of shocks me, especially considering who we have on this podcast. But Dragon Ball Fighters.
3: I, I like that game, Ken. I like it a lot. But the more I played it, the more I disliked the gameplay system. Oh man! Like from a from a competitive standpoint, it's it's kind of insane. It is. Uh,
1: but, and it's it's but, very yeah. it's very much like the Soul Calibur two. You know, like just kind of mashy kind of game. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's visually
3: speaking, hands down the best looking fighting game of the.
1: Yeah, I just couldn't get over, like, the visual fidelity of this game. I couldn't get over the fact that I could pick up any of these characters even though I knew nothing about any of them. And they're all fun to play. So, like, this game just, man, in a year where fighting games were a little bit on the disappointing side in some areas... This just stood out to me so much.
5: Um, I, you know, you, you, I know you think I should probably pick this up, but I, I honestly think I have turned turned away from fighting games. Oh my god! And I, th- and I think one of the reasons why is because of Street Fighter Five. <laughs> yeah, Street <laughs> really Fighter Five
0: genre games.
5: I, I really <laughs> hate the fact. See, that's the thing is, like, I'm a big fighting game fan, but it's really only been Street Fighter that I've been anywhere near good with. Like the Arc System works games, I can't do those
1: I can't play them either, but I enjoy playing them,
5: yeah, I guess Maybe well, yeah, I, just can't justify. I I just can't justify spending sixty bucks on a game that i'm I'm not going to put enough time into to get good at.
4: I would love by the way, Ken, if there was some way to see video of us playing. Guilty Year on the regular Xbox <laughs> just so that Jay could watch us and be like what the fuck are you guys what,
1: what is wrong with you people you are just terrible at this game uh, number 6 is another game that I heard mentioned but I don't think it's on anybody's list is The Messenger
3: oh dude I have I that, game. I play play it. It. that game I didn't get to play it I'm with
1: Jay we own it but we you need to play this game it's so I good know there's there's a thing that happens, and, and most people have had it spoiled because they, know, yeah, they yeah. don't care about it being a spoiler, but when it happens, it's
0: so fucking good. And you knowing my game history, it sounds perfect. I understand.
5: Also, I don't think I've had this spoiled for me, so don't spoil I'm it. Not gonna, I'm not, I'm not
1: going to
0: spoil it. No, I'm not going to spoil what happens, but
1: like this game, if you enjoy games like Ninja Gaiden, like the original NES Ninja Gaiden this is the game, and man, I, you know what? When you say the messenger, I immediately hear that opening theme song. Like it just, it just is like imprinted in my brain. Um, and I, oh, I, I can't even talk about it without spoiling the thing. But you should Does play. The, the thing, thing
5: happen soon in the
1: game. No, it's about a, It's it's a little over halfway through the game.
0: Hmm.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was like an immediate
0: thing. Cause no. sure yeah, from that. the sounds of it, I thought oh. it was like. A- no. It's it's quite a
1: few chapters into the game. It's uh also the shopkeeper is like fucking fantastic.
0: I've heard it's I've heard there's I've heard about some of the hilarity that happens. Yeah.
1: And the little twist that happens at the ending that's that's yeah. fucking. That was just the cherry. I on haven't top.
0: had that. I've heard about the the ending segment, but I haven't had that.
1: Yeah, before. like they that. Don't mean, want to
0: this game. Is all I understand is there is and... what they were kind of announcing when they showed it off.
1: I think the most disappointing thing about this game is the limitations they put on where it's at because it's only on Switch and PC. It's mm-hmm. not available um... on PS4. It's not available on Xbox. It's only on Switch and
5: PC.
3: If you have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime. Means you have this game too. By the way, just putting that out there. You're kidding
5: yeah, but, me. I, you should, I may have to have, collect it then.
3: Yeah, you have to go ahead and just claim it, and you have it right now. Yeah. On you, where
4: where do you claim it at?
3: You go to Twitch, and then you gotta tie your Amazon account to your Twitch account. Yep, I've done that already. Have, yeah, it's in the it's on your Twitch games in the little crown on the right upper right corner of the screen when you open up Twitch.com. Yeah, that's going to be there. All you got to do is go to the developer pack or something like that and it's going to be one of the games along with Hotline Miami 2 and some other game.
4: So you don't have to go to like Steam or anything. It's right there in Twitch. Yeah, I never so- the only thing I've gotten from Twitch Prime is like games on or um content for console games. I haven't done anything with
3: no, Actually no. What is that? Uh, you you have this uh, Twitch client, and you download, right? And It's yeah. like a platform, and you download the game, and it's gonna try to make you open up the Twitch client in order to play the game. What you do is that you just make a shortcut from the Twitch client, and you just open up the game like it's a GOG game. Yeah. So yeah. you don't have to go through the client at all. They're just games on your hard drive, and just play. It. So yeah, well, I'm gonna have to play this now.
1: All of you, motherfuckers, go play this game because it's so good. Yeah,
0: yeah. So if you if I you bought have, this you game have on Steam, I know, I know.
1: Yeah, it's it's a fantastic game. Uh, all right top five number five Astrobot we've talked a lot about this game but seriously if you get a chance to play VR if you know somebody that has VR or if you're thinking about VR this is the game you need to play
0: and it's my soundtrack of the year even though uh, Tetris effect is amazing it's my favorite soundtrack if I had a
1: moment like best moment of the year it's the fucking whale that was yeah the whale sh- <laughs> the whale was so good man oh
3: my god. That game. Change, so yeah, good.
1: That game. That game so good. Uh, number 4, fuck y'all, Mega Man 11. That game. Oof. Well,
3: Ken, yeah, if, if the game wasn't so long, I would have beaten it by Yeah, the I know
1: that I 3 know. hours it takes it's, to blast through. It's way through. too
3: long. I'm playing the 65-hour <laughs> game that I'm halfway through and this Listen,
1: one marathon
0: long. isn't going to re- I
1: play I played through Mega Man 11 3 times before it came out on two different systems, and man, I just could not get enough of that game. It's so good. Uh, agree. Top three. I mean, you probably know what they are, but the question is, is what order that they are in. Number three I'm is... Gonna,
0: can I guess? You can guess. Spider-Man, God of War, and then Red Dead.
1: That's what you think the order is? Yes. Well, I'll tell you you're wrong.
5: God, God of War will be number one for him.
1: So Spider-Man I, is number uh, three. I had that one right. Yep. <clears throat> Spider-Man is a fantastic game. Um... I mean, we've said a lot about that game, but it, it really... and really,
0: Lowenthal knocks it out of the park.
1: The, man, it's such a good game. Number two is Red Dead Redemption 2.
0: Yeah, I had it wrong. Yeah,
1: Red Dead Redemption 2 is a fantastic... You know, when I was talking to Ryan when he was playing through this, I'm like, you know, just being in that world, like, after I finished that game, I went through all six chapters, both epilogues, I spent probably another twenty hours just roaming that world just because it's such an interesting and beautiful and engaging world to just live in so and i and I still want to go back and do more and in fact, I kind of want to start the game over and just experience yeah, I'm thinking Arthur, about that too yeah, experience Arthur's story again, knowing what I know now that's all I'll say.
3: You know what would have made Red Dead Redemption Two better though, if it was on the Switch. (laughs) Now then,
1: (laughs) man, you know what? As (laughs) as looks like N sixty four as a social (laughs) experiment, I would love to see them port that game to the Switch because I cannot even fathom what it would look like. Um, Oh man! And then number one is yes, God of War.
0: Arthur's just four polygons.
1: God of War is a game that I played before it came out and I remember sitting, I was actually on a business trip when the embargo lifted, and I had the review scheduled, and I'm sitting there in my hotel room waiting for the embargo to lift so I can post it, and thinking to myself, is this game really, like, am I crazy? Is this game as good as I think it is? Because this is the best gaming experience I've had in years. Like, just from beginning to end, I couldn't stop playing it. I loved every minute of it do other people feel the same way? And when the reviews went live and I saw it got like nonstop tens, I'm like, okay, I'm not crazy. This game really is this good. And seeing people play it after it came out and seeing their experience with it and, oh my God, that moment, you know, that happens and the ending and all that stuff is just like, how do you take the biggest dude bro game from the past generation and make it one of the most emotional games of this generation and still be really fucking
0: good is beyond and it's, me. And I don't think there's a slow... like. And I, this is kind of the reason why Spider-Man was lower on my list. I don't think there's a moment in that game where it felt like nothing happening, like I was waiting for the next portion to show up. You yeah. know, because like from the start of God of War, it's just like, and... Go. Like, the first big fight sequence is crazy.
1: Yeah, that first fight at your house. Yeah, I did that. Holy shit. (laughs) That thing is like, when that happened, when I was playing the game, I was like, this is some fucking cutscene shit.
5: Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. (laughs) I was like, wow, this is... I, I was like, this seems like something you'd see you know, halfway through the game.
1: Yeah, and that wasn't even, like, the biggest thing that happened in that game, but it's such an impactful opening moment that you're like, there's no way this can get better, and goddamn if it don't.
5: I need to play more of this game. I've only probably put about two hours, three hours into it. Yeah, it's... I just, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Like, I can't play games anymore.
1: There's something about... There's so many, like moments in this game obviously the big moment that nobody will talk about because it's hugely spoilery um, but like the first time the world serpent talks to you
0: oh yeah in the ancient language it's
1: so powerful and it's just like as you watch the water go down water. and like uh, unveil like the rest of the map it's just god
0: and and, and then the fact that they they kind of repeat that <laughs> Yeah, sort no. of moment. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Because, like, yeah, the way they they open the world up to you is just so interesting. And oh man, and, and like, yeah, like like was said before, like the the um, oh god, what are they? Um, the brothers, whatever. The oh, the, race the
1: yeah, no, the the oh god, what are their names?
0: Right, but what are their race? Even I can't remember. The dwarfs. Um, the Dwarves, The dwarves. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, the dwarves, uh I like how, like they're, they're they're written fantastic. I like the,
4: Brock and Sindri. By the way, are their names? Ah, oh,
1: yes. Thank you. Oh,
0: wow. Like um, their their whole
1: the... conversation, and I and I love that the world knows who he is, and it slowly over time
0: kind of builds back to
1: those older games.
0: Like it's just yeah. it's so but, interesting with that stuff. They 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 even they even make it clear that those two characters are something else, like, in the world that they're in. I loved, um, it's the first uh, realm you enter, and what's going I'll on with that. It. Yeah. And the, what's happening there is interesting, but the way they designed the two different races, like, I think those are super unique, and a lot of people, I've told somebody about it, and they're like, I don't really like that idea. No, no, when you see how these two kind of combine like the, these two races um i'm like th- th- it was really interesting and in that at the end of it you're still i wasn't sure if i was the good guy or not because they kind of make it clear that like this happens a lot here yeah and i was like oh so like everybody's a piece of crap <laughs> like yeah Damn. kind
1: of that time believe game- that game was the game when we came to the end of the year and I was making this list, I'm like, which game resonated with me just hit me so hard that I couldn't stop thinking about all year long. And while Red Dead was a great game, it just didn't have that impact on me. Like, it might be a better overall experience. It's one of those games that's like, there's so much to it, but man, there are so many parts of God of War that I just can't stop thinking about. And I'm like... I can't wait for the second one, you know.
5: Did David Jaffe ever express his thoughts on this game?
1: Yes, he's tweeted about it a lot.
0: Was it positive or negative?
1: He said that he essentially is not going to play it. That was kind of his stance on it. He was like, he really respects, you know, Corey. Because, you know, they worked together on the first one. And then Corey took over and directed the second one. Um. And then came back for this one But he says he respects it He's glad that it's getting the success that it's getting and Yeah and
4: he said something about being happy That Kratos is living on as a character
1: Yeah So he has no ill will about it He just said he doesn't want to play it Because it's you know He created that series so he kind of just wants to keep it What he remembers it as or whatever I don't know it's, But yeah it's If you have not played this game You're doing yourself a disservice You should play this game
0: it's basically just, anything that's showed up on anybody's list I was playing, but uh, I think that showed up in everybody that's touched it.
5: Yeah. I, it it wasn't on, like, that. Yeah, you've you, you only
0: played it in hours.
5: Yeah, yeah you and I haven't even bought Spider-Man, so I don't even know.
1: Yeah, Spider-Man's really good. Spider-Man being my... It's so my, good. It, it's like Ryan said earlier, those three top three games on my list this year could have been game of the year any other fucking year. 100%. <laughs> Yeah. It's just crazy how good twenty eighteen is and you know, we'll talk about it next week, but man, twenty nineteen kicking off hard, I think I listed off like fifteen big games in the first month and a half. Big one is next
0: first big one is Resident Evil, right? Mm-hmm. The oh, first God, big no, one is, is
1: Mario. Great. Mario and oh, Tales oh, of Vesperia man. Man. are both out this week.
3: What what man. Mario game are we talking about? Super Mario. Yeah. Was
1: that
3: is that supposed
4: to be good?
1: It's it was... super mario brothers u with all the yeah super mario brothers u was a good game i mean
4: yeah it's a great game wait super mario brothers that's not the 3d world one
3: right no, no, no that's this no. is
0: no. the, 2D the new D- super mario yeah. brothers u to lot.
3: i didn't i didn't play the super mario brothers u then
0: it was a launch no, game for the not, wii u no. and okay. it was yeah it's it really good, good game. have you played yeah. any of the new super mario brothers games
3: yeah i play odyssey
0: no, no, he means, no, no, no. He means the
5: actual Super Mario Brothers series.
0: New Super
2: Mario Brothers. I don't
5: know, man. I'm Maybe, sure you played one on the Wii. Like,
0: yeah, there's the Wii, there's the DS, there's the 3DS one, um, and then there's the Wii U one. You probably have. They're really good platformers. It's just they kind of were like, at, like, it hit the Wii U. The Wii U wasn't super popular, and I think everybody was like, well, I played the Wii one.
1: Oh, there's um, also a game coming out this week that everybody begged for for years. Onimusha? Onimusha Remaster. Oh I yeah.
3: I don't know how that game is gonna be received, man.
1: I don't either. I think people think they want it, and I'm sure there's a, there's an audience for it. I'll enjoy it because I know what it is. Mm. Yeah. But
3: people are gonna start controlling and they're like, what the fuck are these? Controls? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, immediately that is, be turned off.
5: That's Resident Evil Samurai Edition. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah that says ten controls with swords.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be rough time. to go back to that game for sure. But I will be happy to have it in my collection of games because I enjoyed that first game quite a bit.
3: Yeah, I like I liked all the Onimusha games except for the fighting one, I guess. Yeah, that fighting game was kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, I want I want the new Onimusha game. That's what I wanted. I didn't want a remake of the. Right. Well, I think
1: I think they're do. I think Capcom is being smart about putting out these easy remasters to see the interest yeah. in them before they spend the money. I think the next one we see this year is probably Dino Crisis. I bet. You think, you
5: think? we'll get a new Dino Crisis? I don't think I we'll think get a we're new Resident Evil Three remake.
1: I don't think we'll get a new Dino Crisis. I think we'll get a either a remake of the or not a remake, but maybe like a remaster of the first one, a second one, maybe in a package or something, mm-hmm. and just see how no. it sells. Some cheap little you know, $20 package of both of the games.
0: Can you remaster the first Dino Crisis, though? You can't really remaster the PS1.
1: Well, not necessarily remaster, um, but, like, put it out in, you know, higher resolution or whatever.
3: I mean, they put out Final Fantasy VII and IX. That's what I'm
0: saying. Those, 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 Those had PC ports, so... Unless, uh, like, Dino Crisis had a PS- PC port I'm not familiar
5: I with.
1: I think the first one was on PC. It was back in that, like, okay. DOS yeah. era stuff or something.
5: Yeah, Metal Gear Solid was on PC. I know that
0: one. I-, I just wasn't sure, because as I was going to say, if, that, if, if not, then it'll be a hard one to just uprise.
5: Yeah, that's true. I don't know. We'll see. I Dude, 2019, that, the only thing that matters to me is Resident Evil 2. Oh, see, man. It's all I, I, days I, gone. Are the only two games I've there's at least, I, like. I
1: think everybody has a game this year, like there's Mortal Kombat for me, a lot of people are excited about Kingdom Hearts, a lot of people are excited about Anthem, like there's a lot of games in of 2019, but we'll talk about those. I'm about to kill myself from having to go to the bathroom, so we're going to get out of here.
5: This is right. true, me too.
1: Uh, but that's it, that's all of our games of the year, we hope you are still here after three hours, we hope you enjoyed it, and here's to hoping 2019 is even half as good as 2018 was, because it was a great mm-hmm. year.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to attempt to try and get the rest of the crew on for maybe a Phoenix Down one.
0: Okay. Just let me know.
5: All right. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: start of the start of the Phoenix Down year of shitty video games. That's too. right.
3: I don't know why you're doing that to yourself. <laughs>
5: because it's going to be fun. It's going to be funny for us. us.
3: And for that reason, I'm...
5: Oh, wow. He just left. <laughs> he anyway, just
1: left. we're done. We'll see you next week. Alrighty. And it goes something like this. Epic fail.
4: Welcome to the N4G podcast. Oh,
5: no!
1: Hey, Mario! Zero dollars. This is going to be an interesting episode. You know. Gather time.
4: Greetings, programs. I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground N4G radio lair. The wall's back. And... <laughs> yeah. I always have been angry. you a wolf. Play games, not consoles. No bad boys allowed. And then, and then I killed the dragon. And yeah, then I killed
1: the dragon.